Fire Tribe, where you at? I hope you're ready, rising from the ashes and it's getting heavy Conspiracies, we got plenty and some are scary From aliens to Bigfoot, extraordinary, yeah, yeah Danunaki Dan and the homie Romy I was bugging out, all the crazy things he showed me Jesus bloodlines to the stars in the skies Always a good time, vibing with the fire tribe Hey, So wake up, wake up, get it cracking Rise out the ashes, I know you got a passion Kick off the combo with theories, many conspiracies Other dimensions, plenty ancient history Fire tribe, where you at? Wake up we about to get into it, I know you can't get enough At home, at work, it don't matter, turn it up Rising from the ashes, you know what's up, ayy uh, Rising from the ashes Yo, what's up everybody, welcome to Rising From the ashes I'm Danu Naki Dan I'm the homie, homie what is happening? What's up? What's good in the hood, my brother? Oh, snaps, crackles, and pops. Just got back from the beach, chilling. Chis said snap, crackles, and hops. Oh, why? Why, though? Question mark. Because you're going to be talking about hops Oh, my today. God, he's ruined the surprise for all of our beautiful guests, all of our beautiful audience. They had no idea. The surprise was going to be ruined when they read the show notes anyway. Oh, shit. (laughs) I guess so. You know what I'm thinking? I was like, man, what if we put in the title what we talk about in the intros as well? You know, I was thinking that. Would would that Mm. be fun? What do you guys think? What do you think, uh, Fire Tribe? Uh, Do you all all think that'd be cool? Would that give you more incentive to listen? Even though you're listening now. So that may be irrelevant. <laughs> we're just we're just blabbering on now. Yeah, I think it has more to do with the guest that's on the show. You know, like even when I flip through podcasts, it's usually because the guests or the topic that they're discussing, not really what they're talking about in their intros. <laughs> but that's just me. Dan went to sometimes the, I even fast forward through intros. <laughs> oh, you do? Do you? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you hear that everybody Dan is leading by example for for people that talk about nothing. Yeah. I don't really care like what you did yesterday unless it has a cool story behind it. That's interesting. Yo. Hey everybody. I'm going to say something real quick. Just a quick update. We are trying to, um, well by we, I mean, I have talked to multiple humans about setting up an event and I'm trying to get the hype and the stokage going on. I want to set up an event that will be presentations, uh, classes, and skills, sharing, knowledge, information during the day. And at night can be music, much like a little festival. Um, but it will be hosted by a bunch of different podcasters. And we can all camp out in a certain location and we really want to make this event happen. We don't have a location. We don't have a name. We don't have guests and we don't have artists, but we have the idea and the passion. So I just want to say it, you know, I'm trying to get it into the air. We're trying to get a little manifestation happening because if we could do a live show uh, with people, that would be so sick. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be rad, man. 
I'll I'll think of some names for it, dude. I'll, I'm good at coming up with names. This guy's a shit. friggin' name master. I'm telling you guys, he's texting me all day, just different names of shit, and I'm just like, dude, how many? I mean, yeah, I, I'm already indecisive enough. You're giving me thirty names, man. This, they're all good. They're all too good. Yeah, man. So, all right. Well, Roman. Hello. What the fuck do you have for us today? R R R News. Hey, everybody. Welcome to RFTA News. I wanted to present to you guys an herb that we're all very familiar with. And we may not know what the fuck it does. Um, to our bodies and our brains and this history behind this herb. And yes, Dan spoiled it already, but it didn't spoil the oh. beer. It's hops. Hops, baby. Hops. Hops. I'm surprised you're doing something about hops since you don't even drink beer. Well, that's funny because I actually did drink beer today. I went to a brewery called uh, Gippo. Girls be getting to do all kinds of evil shit. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Because here's here's the thing. Contemporary, modern, modernized drinking has been corporatized and demonized through the shadow entity corporations. Um, but you know, it's been oh, used yeah. it's been used uh, medicinally and um spiritually and um community uh driven uh things for you know thousands of years um so you know by from time to time and let me tell you this i'm going to get into something that's going to blow your mind about hops and you might consider having a beer from time to time and let me get into that my friend so hops uh one of the things i really like about hops is that they look kind of like pine cones and they smell like weed so all things i'm into um, hops hmm. are the flowers of the humulus lupulus, a member of the cannabis, uh, cannabisae family of flowering plants. Yes, cannabisae, which is a part of the cannabis family, as well as stinging nettles and a couple other crazy random plants. Um, they are used primarily as a bittering, flavoring, and stability agent in beer, to which additions to bitterness, they impart a floral and fruity citrus flavors and aromas. Hops are also used for various purpose, purposes in other beverages and herbal medicine. The hops plant have separate female and male plants, and only female plants are used for commercial production. Um, because if you put the male plants and the female plants together, you have what you call a hermaphrodite plant which would not Free. be good for um, freaks. I'm just kidding. Uh, the, the, it would not be good for uh, the flavoring and the uh, qualities of what we need in our um, agricultural purposes of hops. So let's get into a little bit of um, some history and folklore behind hops. Um, hops are used primarily as a flavoring agent and st stability agent in beer, as I said, um, but they also have medicinal properties and their antibacterial properties are effective in supporting the brewer's yeast that is used during the production of beer. Uh, these properties help keep the beer from spoiling. 
The many different varieties of hops are one factor that lend hop beers their unique flavors and styles. Inside these hops are golden grains that form a sticky greenish-yellow powder. Hops have been used for centuries to produce beer, even as far back as over 10,000 years in Asia, where it spread to Eastern Europe. Hops were introduced to England by the Dutch farmers. It is believed that hops originated in Egypt. The Sumerian goddess Ninkasi was the goddess of brewing and beer. The Romans said that the hops grew wild among the willows like the wolves among sheep, hence the name lupulus, which is derived from the Latin word for wolf. The ancient Hebrews used hops to help ward off the plague, and in North America, the Native American Indians used hops to sleep, soothe toothaches, improve digestion, and these purposes did not catch on in Europe until more recently as hops were mostly used to brew beer and not particularly used as medicines. Hops are first mentioned in the European writings as 1079 at the Abbess Hilligard of St. Rupestreberg, um, <laughs> who recommended hops as a grain for brewing beer. As most beer is produced by monks in the Middle Ages, there are many records of hops and hop gardens on um, monastic writings. Hops have a tradition of suppressing the libido. So teas made from hops were rec recommended to young male monks to help them remain chaste and celibate. Hops tend to be unstable when exposed to light or air and lose their potency after a few months of storage. Hops are used in cosmetics for their calming and antioxidant properties. So let me whoop, scoop back here a little bit. The reason why I wanted to do this today was because, um, you know, as a conspiracy nut job like myself, um, you know, the things I'm observing within the cycle of uh, mass production and and what is able to be accessed by the masses like ourselves um, is a lot of things that are harmful to us. And hops on a large scale level, like they're, they're being produced are not talked about their anti libido properties or, you know, the fact that they were given to young male monks to help, help them remain celibate or the fact that they are an incredible sleep aid and they've been used for 10,000 years in other countries to help put people to sleep. So when you put them in a beer and you add sugar to it and carbonate it and ferment it, you are basically taking those qualities and you're upping them, right? You're making an even stronger anti-libido tea and a sleep tea um, while you're out there partying and driving around and crashing into other things hopelessly, right? For me, it just was like, why the fuck are we putting these things in our beer we should be keeping these things to the side. They're a very special and precious, obviously fragile plant. Um, but yeah, so let's get into some more medicinal stuff of hops. Hops has uh, long been regarded as a herbal remedy for stress, insomnia, and digestive upset. The herb is best known as a nervous system relaxant, but also has pain-relieving antimicrobial and antispasmodic and diuretic properties. Along with the resins and essential oils in hops, the phytoestrogens are also present. These are plant-derived compounds that may influence the human endocrine system when consumed. Phytoestrogens have simultaneously been associated with positive health benefits 
and negative health effects. However, as the role of these compounds continues to be studied, research suggests it is safe and even beneficial to consume hops in moderate doses. Hops was valued as a relaxing herb before it was introduced as an ingredient in beer during the Middle Ages. Brewers found that adding hops provided a unique bitter flavor and significantly increased the shelf life of beer. Hops can be consumed as a simple tea infusion and made into a tincture or bound into a hops pillow. You will receive the strongest relaxing effects from an alcohol extracted tincture. And if you're interested in harnessing the relaxing effects of hops, you can make a tincture at home in a few simple steps. You basically can take any sort of alcohol. I suggest some high grain alcohol and soak your hops in it, just like you would make any other herbal tincture, my friends. And it will knock your ass out. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to get into um, two more things. The final thing is the spiritual uses. I was found off, able to find this off of one source. Also, if anybody's um, curious where I get a lot of my sources from, um, I got uh, some of these sources from PacificRimCollege.com and the White Rabbit Institute of Healing. Um, it's a great um, herbal um, website that I get a lot of stuff from. Anyways, um, so we're going to go into the spiritual uses of hops. Hops have been long regarded as a spiritual herb of prosperity and good luck, said to have powers of healing and sleep. Hang a spray of hops in the kitchen or dining room to ensure the prosperity of all in the household. Considered healing when added to sachets and incense. Create a wreath from dried hops and keep it over the mantelpiece for good luck. Other spiritual properties include a correspondence to the planet Mars and the element of air. Flower essence is used to stimulate growth, both spiritually and physically. And, okay, here we are. My favorite part. This is what I wanted to get to. This one really interesting study that was done on hops. You know, I was trying to look up... Um, you know, esoteric hops or uh, neurological dysfunction in hops and trying to find out just some like some deep scientific study research that has been happening, right? Well, lo and behold, what did I fucking find? I found that there <laughs> there's an article on a National Institute of Health improving effects of hop-derived bitter acids in beer on cognitive functions. A new strategy for vagus nerve stimulation. So this article and studies go on to show that hoppy beer can actually lead to less Alzheimer's and dementia. Okay. I'm not going to read this very long article and study, but I'm going to go skip all the way to the conclusions. So hang tight. Here we go. Recent findings suggest robust memory improving effects of hop derived beer or hop derived bitter acids the iaas the main bitter components of beer improve hippocampus dependent memory and pfc associated cognitive functions these functions are mediated by decreased da levels and the activation of dopamine receptors the mhba bitter acid oxides um, with a carbonyl structure also enhance rodent memory functions via activation of uh, the vagus nerve signaling and improve human cognitive and psychiatric functions. 
Notably, the cognitive improvement effects of the IAAs and MHBAs are mediated by the vagus nerve stimulation. Moreover, the IAAs exhibit preventative effects on dementia and cognitive decline, which may be mediated by the anti-inflammatory processes driven by the PPAR activation. Previous reports have estimated that the reasonable amounts of beer containing certain amount of hops are sufficient to ingest effective doses of these compounds in humans. These compounds may contribute to the dementia prevention effects of alcoholic beverages, including beer. And it is expected that certain types of beer brewed with large amount of hops may be more beneficial. The daily intake of hop-derived bitter acids may thus be beneficial for the maintenance of cognitive function. Hmm. I thought that beer makes you horny and then you pass out. And then I also thought it makes you fucking stupid and forget shit. But what you're saying is it actually drives up your libido no no it definitely or drown your down your libido it downs your libido as it's like a super stimulant right so um, then why do people always want to have sex when they're drunk because what i think a lot of it does is the alcohol component itself the um oh not the hops it's the alcohol yeah the alcohol itself what the poison part the spiritual aspects of it is right you have in my in my opinion and this is strictly opinion is we have these versions of ourself um these entities that are constantly within our aura um within our psyche um and um basically we have a shadow entity and a shadow self and it's all we're having to balance it constantly you have the lower vibrational shadow self the higher vibrational uh angelic realms of of our of our consciousness right and so when you get to a certain point of of basically drinking you know some alcohol or 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 whatever even like depression or just being beaten down within your psyche that shadow entity self can kind of come and overtake you and a lot of that you know has been associated with heavy sex and, and lower vibrational things like money and sex and, um, you know, hate and anger and, and stuff like that. And so that's where I think a lot of that comes into play is okay. like, you know, the shadow self coming to be like, you better get up there and fuck that ass. Get up there and do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fuck that. I guess. That was the shadow self talking, not me. Yeah, not I. <laughs> Is that all you got for us today? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So you guys definitely get some hop tincture, um, support your local hop farmers, drink a beer every now and then. Don't go crazy. Don't be, you know, don't overdo it, but understand that there, there are, there are very, very heavy uh, medicinal benefits to hops and they've been around for a very long time. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, baby. Today on the show, we have. Tim James. Tim James has a podcast called The Health Hero Podcast, and he's also makes supplements for a chemical-free body. And when we were talking to him during the interview, he threw down a gauntlet challenge to me to take some of these natural supplements 
and see how it makes me feel. Now, supplements do cost money, and I, in fact, have none. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I do, I do plan on taking this challenge because he did challenge me, and I never back down from a challenge. However, I have not started yet, and I will probably be starting either at the beginning of October or mid October, and I think. Um, my girlfriend also wants to try them too. So that's why I'm having the money problem. Cause I have to do it for both of us. So I'm also going to, do um, I will be taking some, uh, body shots and posting them on Instagram of my beautiful dad bod. And, uh, and we'll see how it goes. Um, also, Usually I talk about ancient history or something. Obviously I can't do that with a health podcast. So I copied Roman and I'm not the healthiest person or do the healthiest things all the time. But one of the things that I do do is make sure that I drink good water that's high in pH, which we talk about on the show. But another thing that I do is uh, when I got, the Bell's palsy, the Bell's, I call it. Um, the Bell's. I s- started taking turmeric uh, because a lot of people were telling me, oh, you should take it. It's really good for inflammation and so on and so forth. And so I I found some turmeric pills um, and I did take them. After I started taking them, uh, I noticed a significant difference and my Bell's palsy, and it was starting to heal up. Although at the same time, I was getting acupuncture done too, so I'm not really sure which one helped the most. But it did clear up my uh, Bell's to about, I'm probably about 80% normal-looking face, where before I had like a saggy stroke face. So... um. I don't know which one to attribute it to, but one of the two did help me. Motherfucker be out here looking like the top. So, uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So I have a article here about turmeric and curcumin and it's from uh, healthline.com and it was written by uh, Chris Gunners. It says, the spice known as turmeric may be the most effective nutritional supplement in existence. Many high-quality studies show that turmeric has major benefits for your body and brain. Many of these benefits come from its main active ingredient, curcumin. What are turmeric and curcumin? Turmeric is a spice that gives curry its yellow color. It has been used in India for thousands of years as both a spice and a medicinal herb. Recently, scientists have stated to back up traditional claims that turmeric contains compounds with medical properties. These compounds are called curcuminoids. The most important one is curcumin. Curcumin is the main active ingredient in turmeric. It has powerful anti-inflammatory effects and it is very strong antioxidant. Here are the top 10 evidence-based health benefits of turmeric and curcumin. Number one. Turmeric contains bioactive compounds with medicinal properties. 
However, the curcumin content of turmeric isn't that high. It's around 3% by weight. Most of the studies on this herb use turmeric extracts that contain mostly curcumin itself, with doses is usually exceeding one gram per day. It would be very difficult to reach these levels using just turmeric as a spice in your food. That's why some people choose to use supplements. However, curcumin is poorly absorbed into your bloodstream. In order to experience the full effects of curcumin, its bioavailability, the rate at which your body absorbs the substance, needs to improve. It helps to consume it with black pepper, which contains piperine. Piperine is a natural substance that enhances the absorption of curcumin by 2,000%. In fact, the best curcumin supplements contain piperine, and this makes them substantially more effective. Curcumin is also fat-soluble, which means it breaks down and dissolves in fat or oil. That's why it may be a good idea to take curcumin supplements with a meal that's high in fat. And then it says, number two, curcumin is a natural anti-inflammatory compound. Inflammation is incredibly important. It helps fight foreign invaders and has a role in repairing damage to your body. Although acute, short-term inflammation is beneficial, it can be a concern if it becomes chronic and attacks your body's own tissue. Scientists now believe that chronic low-level inflammation can play a role in some health conditions and disease. These include heart disease, cancer, metabolic syndrome, Alzheimer's disease, various degenerative conditions. That's why anything that can help fight chronic inflammation is potentially important in preventing and helping treat these conditions. While the topic of inflammation is multi-layered, and there's likely no simple answer, the key takeaway regarding curcumin is that it is a bioactive substance that can fight inflammation. However, very high doses are required to produce medicinal results. And number three is turmeric can increase the antioxidant capacity of the body. Oxidative damage is believed to be one of the mechanisms behind aging in many diseases. It involves free radicals, highly reactive molecules with unpaired electrons. Free radicals tend to react with important organic substances such as fatty acids, protein, or DNA. The main reason antioxidants are so beneficial is that they protect your body from free radicals. Curcumin is a potent antioxidant that can neutralize free radicals due to its chemical structure. In addition, animal and cellular studies suggest that curcumin may block the action of free radicals and may stimulate the action of other antioxidants. Further clinical studies are needed in humans to confirm these benefits. Number four is curcumin can boost brain-derived neuropathic factor. I'm not going to read all through that, but you can start to see that curcumin does have a lot of benefits to your health. Uh, Number five is curcumin may lower your risk of heart disease. We talked about that a, a little bit. I will try to post the link to this article so you can read further. It says, number six, turmeric may help prevent cancer. And number seven, curcumin may be useful in treating Alzheimer's disease. Number eight, arthritis patients respond well to curcumin supplements. Uh, I'm going to, I'll read this one because a lot of people suffer from arthritis, uh, including myself acutely, very small, very poco. I used to pop my knuckles a lot and I had it in my, my knuckles and my ankles from skateboarding. 
Uh, it says arthritis is a common problem in Western countries. There are also several, there are several different types of arthritis, most of which involve inflammation of the joints. Given that cumin is a potent anti-inflammatory compound, it makes sense that it may help with arthritis. In fact, several studies show that there is an association. In a study in people with rheumatoid arthritis, curcumin was even more effective than an anti-inflammatory drug. May other studies have looked at the effects of curcumin on arthritis and noted improvements in various symptoms. Number nine, curcumin has benefits against depression. Curcumin has some, some promise in treating depression. It is In a controlled trial, 60 people with depression were randomized into three groups. One group took Prozac, another group took one gram of curcumin, and the third group, group took both Prozac and curcumin. After six weeks, curcumin led to improvements similar to those of Prozac. The group that took the Prozac and curcumin fared best. According to the small study, curcumin is an, as effective as an antidepressant. Depression is also linked to reduced levels of BDNF and shrinking hippocampus, a brain area with a role of learning and memory. Curcumin can help boost BDNF levels, potentially reversing some of these changes. There's also some evidence that curcumin can boost the brain neurotransmitters, serotonin, and dopamine. There's those fun words again, huh? I love them. Um, and number <laughs> and number ten is curcumin may help delay aging and fight age-related chronic diseases. I'm not going to read the rest of that one either. And the bottom line: turmeric and especially its most active compound, curcumin, have many scientifically proven health benefits, such as the potential to improve heart health and prevent against Alzheimer's and cancer. It's a potent anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. It may also help improve symptoms of depression and arthritis. While these benefits are possible, they are limited at this time because curcumin's scarce bioavailability and more research is still needed. Um, but that's that's what I got for you there. A little uh, turmeric. You're welcome. Turmeric. You know what they call turmeric in uh, Hawaii? In Hawaii? <laughs> what do they call it? Olena. Olena? Olena. Dude, fuck yeah. No, okay, I, I definitely love turmeric. It makes food good. It makes body good. I like it. Food yeah. good, body good. It's good. It's a good uh, natural inflammatory, which is good. Uh, I think people should probably take it, not every day, but every other day or so. Once or twice. And well, what do you take? Do you and, take a uh, supplement it, form? It'll help. Pill form, uh, liquid form. Yeah, I take a a pill supplement form. Yeah. Capsule. Yeah, a little capsule. Capsule. Uh, it it just helps with your overall. Uh, Over. You know, as we work every day and you know do the things that we do as humans to survive and pay bills. Shit, not uh, me, baby. Our body gets affected. Our body gets affected, though, by the stress that we put on it. And so by taking the turmeric and stuff, it's going to help alleviate some of the swelling in your joints, and it's going to make you feel better. You're not going to notice a significant difference for a little while, you know, but you'll you'll start to notice some improvement just in your over the overall way that you feel. It's not going to, like, make pain go away or anything like that. 
Um, but you said it helps just with help you feel. That's pain, baby. That's oh yeah. Pain. Well, I mean, I'm not. Uh, I don't have depression, so I wouldn't know if it works for that. <laughs> Do you feel you know? like um, because it sounds like it has a lot of neural uh, qualities, like uh, like neuro uh, stimulus or like stimulating the neural transmitter transmitters, as you were saying. So, and then it helps with serotonin yeah. and dopamine. I mean, like, I must, do you feel happier? Do you feel like you definitely have more of an uplifted uh, uh, mood since you start taking it? I mean, I, I'm not sure because I wasn't really aware of, of those effects of it. Uh, I was mostly just doing it to try to help take some of the the inflammation in my face. You know, I was I was just trying to help get that out because basically what the bell's palsy is doing is like pushed on a nerve or something which is making my whole face not work properly so I, I my thinking behind it was if i can take away some of the inflammation maybe it'll release some of the pressure and i can get movement back and that's what happened so and you were able to smile uh, like again. i said i'm not sure if it was that or the acupuncture half half smile but that's all that we got for today folks oh yes so we're finished we're done let's do it we hope you enjoy this conversation with tim james Welcome to Rising from the Ashes. I'm Danny Naki Dan. <laughs> I'm the homie Romy. How's it going? How's it going? We're here with Tim James. Hello, Tim. Hey, guys. Appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, oh, thank of you very much. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun already. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You just dropped a new episode with uh, with Charlie. And that was the first place I ever heard of you, uh, your products, and all of the the amazing things that you do. Um, that must have been fun re, re, reuniting with a with an old friend. Yeah, Charlie was. Um, God, was he the first? Well, I think maybe Pat Militich was because I had Pat on. Uh-huh. Pat originally had me on the Conspiracy Farm. I think that was like the first podcast I was ever on, and mm-hmm. um, Pat hooked me up with. Um, Sam Tripoli, the Tinfoil oh. Hat Podcast, and then mm-hmm. through uh, and Ricky Verandas, I think either through mm-hmm. Ricky or Sam, I met Charlie, and um, Charlie was actually like like one of the first people though that I had on that wasn't like because my help my show is all about kind of like gut health and public health and what we can do to you know wake up and the we went clean air, clean water, clean food. And, you know, clean elections because, you know, I, I, we, I don't mean to have yeah. a political podcast, but the reality is, is that the the people that we are voting into office or we're not voting into office, depending on, you know, if we're looking at election software. But, you know, you look at these people, 
and they're just a lot of them are old and they have terrible health and like they're mm-hmm. voting on shit that, that <laughs> affects my health and your health, right? And they and they have these so called experts that are telling them what to do and they're they're going off of that. They have no first person experience on what true health really is. And I can I can say that emphatically coming from you know growing up in Eastern Oregon on the standard American diet, being an athlete, losing my health to society's conditioning and what is allowed by the FDA and our water and our food and and snacks and all this stuff and then being able to clean up clean up my gut clean up my health and and heal myself and been super healthy now for you know 11 years and uh you know i just we just we need truth that's what it boils ball down boils down to so it was really cool to have charlie on because he was like you know somebody was just a, a podcaster that had me on his show and then i challenged him to get on my products for 90 days and he did and he had this remarkable transformation and shot a video and actually took his shirt off in the middle of it. And he's all ripped now and he's, you know, almost 50. And so that was really cool. And we just, we talked about, um, I think we talked about masks and, uh, or media. We talked about the media and mandates and, uh, and public health. That was the, actually the three topics. And it's like one of my longer shows, like an hour and a half long. I can rip my shirt off, but you won't like it. Well, then that'll be your before picture. (laughs) Or maybe Excellent. it's your after yeah. picture. I don't know. Maybe there's a picture before. Hey, let's know. do let's hey, do that. The mini stages. I'll, I'll throw the gauntlet down on you, Dan. Don't. I'm not shy to. We'll. Get oh, you. I'll take the gauntlet. We'll do I, a 90 day challenge. Get, oh shit, dude! Healthy, let's man. transform this, man. You know, can I can I say it, Dan? Can I say? Did you tell him? Say what? That that the thing got you. You got the co- oh the, yeah the, the minimus. The COVID got. Are you sure? Oh yeah. Are uh, we sure? Yeah. When How did, do like, you know? How do you know? I don't actually know. Oh, you did you take a PCR baby. test, Dan? <laughs> I did. I did. So that yeah. doesn't that that doesn't tell us anything. Except no, that. I know. <laughs> but yeah. I had all the symptoms. That's what told me. All the symptoms in the little COVID checkbox. I checked all of them except for vomiting. Well, did you the the ones that I I've noticed it's like different is like a real longer like loss of like taste and smell. Did you have that? It's hard to say because uh, because this is the second time I got it. <laughs> okay, because I remember first, growing up when I was sick, I got colds and I don't know if it was flus, yeah, yeah. but I remember when I got colds. I mean, I I'd, I'd lose my taste and my smell a little bit. You remember that when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, uh, because your nose is all plugged up and stuff, and yeah, you, can't you use your shit. nose for most of uh, your taste. Also, like the aroma is is how you salivate and taste. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't do that, then you you don't taste as much. The sensory like my, glands are all connected. My girlfriend got sick when I got sick also, and she still can't taste. And except for spicy foods, that's all she can taste right now is spicy stuff. Yeah, we have a pretty good solution for that, which is, you know, our pro- program. But then on top of it, they have to get into a hyperbaric oxygen chamber for about three days a week until it returns. Oh, wow. That'll that's, do it. That's a... <laughs> That's that's yeah, that's the that's the extreme stream end of it, huh? That's not that's, really. I mean, hyperbaric's awesome. Like you guys want to get in one. They're oh, where, I do. I absolutely they're do. awesome. Yeah, they're where can you awesome. out of my mind? Where can you find one? What kind uh, of there's places? places you can go and buy packages of, you know, ten ten dives they call them or twenty dives and get the price down on them and or if you know, like I had this one gal and she hadn't slept more than fifteen minutes at a time for over seven years and she was just freaking exhausted and she had this mm. metal bladder sling that was put in. I told her, I said, until Ooh. you get that out, I don't think you're going to heal. 
And in the meantime, um, I said, do hyperbaric. And she did that and it worked so well for her that she, her and her husband bought one. Knew they're like 20, 20, 25 grand, but you can get them used for like 12, 15. And um, oh. then you have it at your home. You can dive every day. There's actually protocols. There's a clinic down in Florida that uh, people with s- severe issues will go down and they'll dive 90 minutes, I think twice a day. Ooh. And there was a lady up oh, here. Her, da- her daughter was all jacked up, went to bazillion doctors, all these problems couldn't figure it out. Went down to that clinic, did the 30 days worth of double dives, healed her, came back. They opened up a clinic and now they're giving hyperbaric to people all over the Vancouver, Portland area. So is it a chamber that specifically just takes the air that's around and purifies it and pumps it in or does it? Uh, it's more pressure. It's just pressure. It's not really purification at all. Yeah, it's just okay. a pressurized tank, like a dive tank. You know, when the, the divers go down and they, if they come up too fast, they can get the bends. Right? Mm-hmm. The, so they, they put them in the tanks, pressure them back up and then slowly bring them up. So they have to slowly bring them up. So what they do is they put you in and they increase it, increase it, increase it, increase it. And then when you're done, then they slowly let it out at a really slow level. Then you can get out. So it's not like, oh, you know, you're in there and you're like, I got to pee and you just unzip it. Like, you know, you got to wait a little bit. <laughs> so, so make sure you pee before you get in. Are you in water or not in water? No, 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 no. You're just in air. It's pressurized tank. It's just, oh, okay. And these are like soft, soft shell tanks. They're not like a hard steel one. Oh, I see. They're very light. I'm, I'm in, I'm yeah. picturing like a distillery. Like you walk into one of these metal yeah. casts, and it just starts floating. It's, oh shit! Oh god! No, it's, it's going out of the, the roof here. Yeah. Mm. Yes, Charlie. It's a glass elevator, Charlie. Are tell you, us. Yeah. Can you tell us about about you and where you come from and you reign from and how you got onto this wonderful journey that your life has bloomed into? <laughs> Thanks, man. Sounds good. I'm gonna write, get a movie going or something. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just for the listeners, to let you guys know, like, you know, I'm just like, I grew up low income, middle America. I grew up on a farm over in Eastern Oregon, outside of La Grande, and uh, at the base of Mount Emily, one of my favorite places on the planet. And, um, uh, you know, growing up on a farm, standard American diet, hunting and fishing, uh, played baseball at a high level. Fast forward, um, age 37 couple kids, couple boys, uh, house, mortgage, wife, career as a financial advisor. And, um, and I thought it was an athlete, but my, if you looked at me, it didn't really look like that anymore because I'd gained 42 pounds. Both of my elbows and my knee were uh, bleeding and cracking with a uh, severe eczema. Um, I was eating Tums and Rolaids candy all day long because my acid reflux was so bad. This went on for years. And, um, uh, heartburn, really bad, fatigued, wasn't sleeping well, no energy. Uh, only energy uh, exercise I'd finally gotten myself into was like walking the dogs because they couldn't walk themselves. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have done that. And then it got worse. I started um, uh, bleeding rectally uh, when I pooped. And uh, that went on for two and a half years. I didn't tell anybody about it because it was embarrassed. And I was just like, I hope that goes away. And the doctors wanted me to go on Prilosec and do some other weird shit. And I just, I don't know. I grew up on nature and I just like Prilosec just sounded weird. Like just the name, like these weirds, like Zimbalta, or they, they come up with these weird names. It's like, it's, these are not from nature. And I just, I had this instinct about me, like to not do that, even though, you know, I mean, I was messed up and I wasn't really doing a good job with, um, uh, with my health, but I didn't know it. It was like, it was like, you know, you go to this grocery store or you go to a fast food joint or a restaurant and you think that 
there's like this FDA and they have to protect you and you're paying for that. And they're, they're making sure that all your food's safe and it's good and healthy for you. So, um, that went on for two and a half years. And then on a, a, a trip down to Peru with my wife, we planned it out. It got ruined because I had to be basically life driven six hours in the middle of the night. I was up and we were in Tumbes, which is just South of uh, Ecuador, um, Northern Peru, beautiful beaches. It was, it was unbelievable. I, I was pissed because, you know, a couple of days of that. And then, you know, you're supposed to be there for two weeks. And I, I mean, it, I had to leave. We're talking white sand, seashells that looked like they should have been in the Smithsonian, you know, you, amazing, like ridiculous. Like, un, I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> you could literally go out and fish with this Coconuts. guy, fish with this guy and then catch fish. And then for lunch, they're cooking the fish you caught. It was that morning. It was awesome. Like, um, and so I had to be driven in the middle of the night on this bumpy ass road in a van to Peora, put me on an operating or a examination table with bugs flying around in a third world country. And I'm thinking, oh shit, I finally have to have something and I can't use it. I paid into this damn health insurance. <laughs> I can't even use it. I'm down in some other country now. And luckily for us, uh, my wife's dad was a doctor and he ran one of the largest clinics in Lima and he wasn't going to allow me to be operated on there. So he had his whole, he had the, it all set up, dialed in, surgeons waiting for me. They put, doped me up at this hospital, put me on a plane, which you're not supposed to do when you're like my situation, and then flew me into Lima in it. And I'll never forget the taxi cab leaving that house or that hospital in Piora. They called them Ticos. And it's like, they're very tiny, okay? There's no room mm-hmm. for luggage. There's no trunk. The luggage goes on top. It's strapped down. And we're in this little teeny tiny car and I'm bouncing around and like, I'm in extreme pain, all doped up. They put me on the plane flight. I fly in on another freaking taxi and right into, they take me out of the taxi, throw me on a gurney, up into surgery I went. So I learned from that experience that my poor health doesn't affect just me because I ruined the entire uh, trip, not only for myself, but my wife and her dad. And we planned all that out for, you know, there's a lot of money and a lot of planning to do that. And plane tickets are like 1800 bucks a pop just for the two of us. That's $3,600 just in plane tickets. Easy, right? So, um, but I came back and I really didn't know what to do. I mean, I, I tried like, you know, high carb, low carb, high fat, low fat, protein, high, low. You mix them all up 12 ways to Sunday. I try about five small meals a day. I'm like, this is it. This makes more sense. Get your, you know, burning like a furnace, you know, keep it hot, keep feeding it. And, um, little results here and there, but nothing really happened. And, and then finally my friend got died. Charles got diagnosed with a chronic lymphocytic leukemia, which is a supposedly at the time, 2010, we told us it was an incurable blood cancer and he said hey i'm going to go to this place in florida called the hippocrates health institute it's a detox nutrition clinic and i tim i'm shit i want to live i want to see my son graduate high school and i want to go to father son week in oregon state university and we have this all planned out and and um so i said i'll go with you because he asked me to to support him i really didn't know what i was getting into when when he but on the plane flight there he's like hey by the way, when we get there, there's no meat, no salt, no sugar, no dairy, no nothing. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, what, what the hell am I going to eat? Now, you have to understand. Uh, start back at it flies, it dies. Okay. So, you know, being from Eastern Oregon, you know, redneck, <laughs> our motto was if it flies, it dies. If it's brown, it's down. So, uh, you know, I have to understand, like, I kept five freezers full of meat growing up as a kid. Um, me and my buddy, Sean Rohan had, uh, you know, duck hunting competitions. Like it, it, we just, we, that's what we did. Okay. And, um, so to go to a place with no meat 
which I thought you absolutely needed to build muscle and to be alive. And I thought it was part of being a man. I was a little, I'm, I'm, that was, I was more worried about that than anything. I'm like, Oh Jesus, you know, if it wasn't for my buddy having cancer, there's no way I would have set fit foot in that place. So we go there. Long story short, um, we start learning about detox and nutrition. And the first class was called internal awareness. And they started teaching us from the time you eat food until the time it goes through and exits your body, what happens? I'm like, wow, this is freaking amazing. Where was this in, in class? I never learned any of this. And, and then he started talking about how the average person has six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaques lining the small and large intestine. And I'm like, holy crap. You know, and it, it's, you know, it made sense. I knew the guy wasn't BS. I mean, this guy was like jacked too. He was ripped. He had muscles. He had just turned 50. I thought he was 40 and he hadn't had meat in 10 years, which he blew my mind. He was actually a, a bodybuilder and so was his wife. They were just both ripped, tons of muscle, They're not even eat meat anymore. So he's like shattered my mind before I even got started. I'm like, how do you look so young? And I'm like, you haven't eaten meat. How do you have muscles? I mean, my head's like spinning. And he's like, you have all this crap in you and we got to clean it out right? It's got to get out. So they're trying to sell us on colon hydrotherapy. Are you guys familiar with that? Is that like uh colonics? Yep. Yep. You Ooh. sit on a tube rectally, mm -hmm. water goes gently in and out of your colon and, and it cleans your colon. And I'm like, okay, Charles, I came here to help you with your cancer, but I'm never going to do that deal. There's no way. I'm just not going to do it. Like, it's like, I ain't doing that. It's like, even though he was very convincing, but he was smart. Then he showed photos of like a, that where they do the colonoscopy, the scope, they put a camera up people's yeah. rear ends they looked in the colon and 24 year old female with Hashimoto's and um you know thrush I think it was a it was like a yeast infection deal and then there's like white and yellow and nasty and all this stuff and then then they go to a 65 or 64 year old male with colon cancer and parasites and you see it's black and nasty and worms crawling around I'm like oh Jesus and then by the way it's like 50% of Americans have parasites and not just the ones you see oh, on the screen man. here but microscopic ones that are eating your food uh -oh. and your drink and they're urinating and defecating in you. And I'm like, what? Oh, and, and then, and then I'm like, holy crap, you know? And then and people are thinking, not well, holy. That's, that's more not rural people, but no, it's not. It's for the people <laughs> that the, the more dense the cities, the worse it is. So like some place in New York, they're going to have the highest incidence of parasites because you can spread it around faster. Uh -oh. Right. So I'm like, you know, you're trying to drink from a fire hose with all this education. And then they had like a you know, 45 year old woman with breast cancer and Hashimoto's or something. Right. And her inside of her colon was all nasty. He's like, now these three people were eating the standard American diet. You know, this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's what I eat. I mean, that's what I eat. And yeah. I saw those photos. And he's like, now this is a healthy colon. Now, once you get on the lifestyle here and you're doing a good job, this is what your colon look like. It's all pink, clean. You can see the blood and the vessels look great. Mm. And he's like, you know, and it's not, hey, I had some cake or had some chicken wings once or twice, birthday parties, holidays, you know, shoot me. But he goes, you know how much dairy consumption you've had and how much cakes and meat and da da da. And I'm thinking, dude, like I'm in the fucking human garbage disposal. Mountains like, full. Yeah, I mean, it's like when my kids were done eating breakfast, I ate all their shit. And my wife's done. I eat, I'm just, I'm just waiting like a dog, like waiting, and then I just eat everybody's stuff. And I'm thinking, I need to get that shit cleaned out. So I went up in the middle of class and I was signing up on that sign up sheet. He's like, No, Tim, we're gonna do that afterwards. I'm like, uh, Yeah, I'm doing this right now. So the next day I go in, they weigh me. I do the colon hydrotherapy or colonic thing. Same thing Dan mentioned. And um, I dropped 10 pounds of impacted fecal material. 10 pounds. They weighed me before and they weighed me after the deal and I was 10 pounds lighter. So I had 10 pounds of crap, just like he said, in a five-pound bag. And that's average. 
I've the been, record the record at the institute was one lady she dropped 27 pounds in one hour on that doing that is fucking wild i've been i've been wanting to go get a colonic for a while because everybody tells me i'm full of shit so i wanted to like, you literally are dan you are <laughs> i've been telling you since the day i met you i was like yeah. man is he yeah. is protruding but he's i want to get a i want to get a pina colonic too Ooh. oh yeah you should do both yeah Little flavor yeah. Yeah, they can put some flavor up there so your fart <laughs> smells like coconut, Dan. Yeah, that's that's splendid. I think you we're, guys could open up, a, open up a clinic, the Pina Colonics. Yeah, they're... <laughs> you feed them Pina Coladas while they're getting their, yeah, their rear cleaned one, up. One for each hand. And, you and, know, I know some people on that are listening to this are going, dude, I'm never going to do that. I, I'm telling you to. right now, like, I'm a freaking, I grew up redneck. I get it. I understand, you know, even I even work with doctors and they're like, they're like, yeah, I'm, you know, they're, they're weirded out about it. I'm like, you're a doctor. I'm like, look at your body like a freaking tractor or a truck or a machine. Right. If, if, if it's not running right, you don't just go like, okay, I want to put some better fuel in it. No, if it's not running right, it's got a check engine light on it, which would be like, you're overweight you have no energy like I had. Your elbows are bleeding. You're bleeding rectally. You're fatigued. You're not sleeping well. You're having to stimulate yourself all day long. You're on medications. Like your back hurts constantly. Your, your feet hurt. You have All these things are check body lights. And your body is a very intelligent system. It's telling you, hey, you need to change your environment. You need to stop doing what you're doing. What you're doing is creating problems for you and me. So what the smart thing to do is like when the truck is not running well or the tractor is not running, your body you got to take it into the shop and clean the damn thing. And so you flush the engine, you flush the transmission fluid, new spark plugs, new fuel filter, new fluids, and then you put in new new gasoline, new fuel, and then maintenance that sucker. So what they basically taught me at the Hippocrates Health Institute was how to clean up the body by, you know, take take your body and get that driving engine, which is the digestive tract, and clean it up. You know, it's like colon hydrotherapy. We have a product called Gut Detox. That's an ancient formula from India and people can take three in the morning and three at night for 15 days. And they, on average, they're going to drop about six to 12 pounds of all that funk and gunk and junk. And it's very gentle because it doesn't like cause diarrhea or nothing like that. So there are things that you can do and tools you can use, especially if you, you know, if you're freaked out about a colonic, um, even though a lot of people do our gut detox, I still think it's smart to go do a colonic. And then, you know, maybe more in the beginning and then after you're clean, maybe just once a year or twice a year, just go in. Why wouldn't you do this? Get over yourself. Get over the ego. It's like, it's it's smart. It's just freaking water, right? But if not, gut detox product will work and you can drink a lot of water, right? So just it's just basic common sense when you get this stuff broken down to you. And I can tell you, I went from being a mess to, well... I guess I'll, I'll finish the story. Charles and I, after um, I went through a little bit of a detox period at that place, because I went from like, you know, standard American diet to eating like a wild chipmunk, basically, right? <laughs> you know, and um, I, I was irritable. I had night sweats. I had a metallic taste coming off of my tongue because I had heavy metals in my body and, and still do, by the way, which I'll get into. Um, I had like. Uh, I was just like thinking about like hot wiring a car and like going to McDonald's. Like, and I hadn't even had McDonald's <laughs> in, t- in t- 10 years. And I thought that stuff was crap even before I went there. Right. So, but I woke up the, the day after that, like the day four or five and I, and I felt freaking amazing. And I was walking back to our hacienda with Charles and I said, dude, do you feel as good as I do? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, 
oh, dude, we have discovered the fountain of youth. I mean, this is like, this is literally what everybody is searching for. People are searching for this miracle pill or this miracle cure, the fountain of youth. And it's like, we figured it out. It's like, we're here. I mean, we just, we learned it from these people. It's like, they've been doing this for like work for over 60 years. It's nature. Shit. We're from nature. We the ecosystem. We have our body system and the cardiovascular system and the lymphatic system. We have all these systems. It's a system. It's a natural system. So all we did was we got the man-made garbage out and we started flooding it with natural stuff. Like that's it. We tried to bring the body back to where it should be. And and they also teach technology fast there too. So they recommend people just stay off the phones and just get away from that. Get out in nature. There's hammocks. People go sit. And I, I can't even tell you how many transformations I saw while I was there. And I've been there five times now. And it's just like the, the, the transformations people have is it's, 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 it's in the beginning. It was just like, it's unbelievable. You can't believe it. But after you understand, it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Of course. You know, it's just like it's taking an old crappy lawnmower that doesn't start and you clean it all up and fix everything and put some fuel in it. Vroom, it starts right up. It's the same thing with the human body, but we weren't giving an owner's manual. And unfortunately, our parents were programmed by television. That's why they call it television programming. And then they're telling us, hey, your your, your leg's not feeling good. We'll take the purple pill and we'll fix it. And then you knock. Hey, doc, how am I doing? I'm not, well, my legs hurt. Well, don't you have the purple pill? Well, yeah, well, give it to me. Okay, I'll take the purple pill, right? It's like, no, the purple pill is not going to freaking heal you. Like, you have to heal yourself. You got to clean up your body from the inside out. And, you know, that's that's the first step. So anyway, I could go on and on. But long story short, I lost all the weight. I came back in 60 days. I dropped 42 pounds, kept it off 11 years. My gut issue is gone. I stopped bleeding rectally. My acid reflux was gone day one at the Institute. Mm. within two and a half years, my friend had healed himself of chronic lymphocytic leukemia with no chemo, no radiation, no surgery. It was all attitude, tons of purified water, green juices twice a day, that, you know, probiotics, uh, exercise. Um, and he got into, we actually ran a marathon in 2012 before he at Portland marathon, before he was technically cancer free. And people were like, what's he doing? He shouldn't be, he should be home resting. He, I'm like, he's kicking your ass. Like he, you know, you know, so anyway, it was it was really cool, and, and Charles was able to go on and and see his son graduate high school, and and um and, and go to father son weekends, and it's been eleven years, and him and I played guitar just like a week and a half ago. It's got a new oh, place, beautiful. doing great, you know, financially. Got into taekwondo, and he's doing all kinds of fun stuff. Good job, Charles. We are proud of you, sir. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it happened right in front of my face, so it's like, yeah, you can be. I've seen people beat cancer many now. So. Besides like, you know, the whole flushing of the, with the colonic and stuff, what are the other, uh, positive things that the colonic does for your body? Well, number one is it, it actually hydrates you. So okay. the, the reason why you know, 95% of, uh, people listening to this podcast are, uh, they're dealing with something called cellular dehydration. You simply don't have enough water in your system and your body's mostly made of what? Yes. It's water, water, right? So if you don't have enough water for your blood, for the cardiovascular system or the lymphatic system, which works on primarily on oxygen and water and movement in your brain, 80% water. If your brain needs water and it doesn't have enough, it actually lowers your IQ. You become stupid. Oh. Like literally, like you're dumber when you don't have enough water. So the difference between being dehydrated uh, in your brain is 
finding your car keys or hunting around the house for them for 10, 15 minutes. Interesting. That's the difference just with water. So if your brain needs water or if your blood needs water or your lymphatic system needs water, where's the first place it goes to get the water? Colon. Goes to the colon. So your colon ends up getting dried out, right? Because it's supposed to be lubricated with what? Water? It's a garbage removal system. But because we don't drink enough water, our body pulls it from the colon. The colon gets dried. And with the cooked processed foods we eat on top of it, the colon ends up getting impacted layer after layer after layer of paint is drying in there until you have 6 to 12 pounds of impact fecal material in there. And then all of a sudden you've got this sewage pipe. Instead of a garbage removal system, you have a storage tank. That's what's going on. And it's nasty because now you've changed over time. The lack of drinking water and the, and the cooked processed foods has built up this impacted mess of fecal matter. And now the train is very acidic. It's very low oxygen. And that's when the rats and the bugs come in. Just like I always yeah. say in the, you know, the city in Chicago, the garbage truck, you know, people put their garbage out in the alleys. The garbage truck mm-hmm. drivers come on Tuesday. They pick it up. It's gone. The alleys are fine. Garbage truck drivers strike. That's you not drinking enough water. The trucks stop coming to pick up the garbage and then the garbage piles up and in comes the bugs and the rats. So when you have a polluted digestive tract, a small and large intestine, what you end up with is a high acid, low oxygen environment. And it's a wonderful, wonderful breeding ground for viruses, bacteria, mold, yeast, fungus, parasites, mutagens, cancer. They love Mm. it. So why did I have all those symptoms and why did other people have all those detox symptoms? Because we were changing our internal terrain. We were going from low oxygen, highly acid to high oxygen, highly alkaline. And when we did that, that's why you would, I saw people with parasites crawling out of their pores. One lady at lunch had a parasite literally crawling out her eye. And I was like, you got a parasite crawling out of your eye. Right, because those parasites were packing their bags and they were leaving because we had ma- we were making the terrain un- unhospitable for them. This is very simple, and a lot of people can understand it because they haven't been through it. And in the beginning, it's scary. It's scary to do this stuff. So that's why we at Chemical Free Body, what we do is as coaches is we we help people navigate this. We make it really easy for them. And we just do baby steps. Like so, on this podcast, we're we're, we're probably going to drop a lot of stuff. People are going to be like, "Whoa, my God, where do I start?" You know, so. You know, the first thing is to start just loving yourself. That's the first thing. Because if you love yourself, then you'll start making some changes. And it can be as simple as just drinking more water. Like that would be the first thing I would tell people, right? So. I had some questions about water. Uh, as as per my knowledge, uh, you're supposed to drink half your body weight in ounces of water per day. Do you subscribe to that same yeah, thing, or absolutely. Do you think that's that's a good different? benchmark or guideline to go with. Um, if you live in an arid climate or you're a high level athlete and you're you know running more or whatever, then you'd want to bump that up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But for the normal average everyday, yeah, person, half your body weight in liquid ounce. So a 200 pound individual that'd be 100 ounces. Mm-hmm. 100 pound person, 50 ounces. Cool. Do you do you um do you believe that? And I'm sure you do, but I'm just going to reiterate here. Maybe we can go into a little tangent off of this. But do you believe that? through the standardized American diet and through um, massive agriculture that the food itself is less minerals and we are getting less of the whole scale minerals and phytonutrients um, 
that are important to keeping our body attuned to the specific vibration of the earth. Um, and yeah, what, what, what do you think about that? And how do you incorporate that uh, and minerals into your products and to your daily health regime? Okay. So when I first left Hippocrates, cause I'm, you know, <laughs> you know, redneck growing up on the farm, I was out in the woods, all the, I consider myself like a really natural person. Um, I'm like, I'm going to heal myself with whole foods. Cause they were trying to push supplements <laughs> onto me in a good way at the Institute. And I'm like, nah, I don't need that crap. I mean, I did do the digestive enzymes because I, some class I took and I'm like, wow, I need those to rehabilitate my gut which everybody does for two to three years and then you don't need them anymore. But I take them now for anti-aging purposes and other things. But anyway, um, I came back and, and I started by, I started reading books and stuff like that on health. And actually, you know, after high school and college, I didn't want to ever want to read a damn book again. You know why? Because all the shit I was reading, I didn't, I wasn't interested in it at all. I was just doing mm -hmm. it to play baseball or mm -hmm. pass mm -hmm. a class. I mean, there was very little in, in, in high school or college that I was interested in. There was a few things, you know, I liked earth science. I mean, I did like the lab stuff, um, some biology stuff. Um, you know, some of the mythology stuff was kind of cool. But for the most part, it was like our school system is like forcing upon our kids like all this stuff that they don't want to learn. But you take somebody that is interested in a topic, they will consume everything. I became very interested in health and I got onto the right beat. So I started reading these books and I realized that shit, he was even back. I saw I found a letter to Congress back in the 30s where they said, our soil is so degraded, like there's mm. there's no nutrients in it. Mm -hmm. So what I found out was is that 85% of the nutrients, on average, is gone out of the out of the um, out of the soil. Yeah. So even for the, the people eating organic, like I was, um, if those foods were grown in those soils, we're still running around on 15% fuel. So imagine what you could do if you could top off the tank. Actually, our flagship product, Green 85, our juice formula, that's it's called Green 85 for that reason. People are like, where'd you come up with that? It's got 85 different nutrients in it or what? I'm like, no, it replaces the 85% that's missing. That's the whole deal, right? And just take it a couple times a day and it does the job. So I started doing concentrated supplementation, adding into my diet. and Boom, boom. I went up a couple more levels in health and I was like, wow, this is quite remarkable, right? So the answer to your question is like, yes, it's supplementation today is not a luxury it's a necessity because of the way the foods are right it's the it's the processing and then the, a lot of this stuff is the pesticides the fungicides the herbicides the larvicides the chemical fertilizers we definitely want to stay away from that stuff but even growing organic you have two problems if the farmers don't understand proper uh, uh planting practices which most of them don't, unfortunately. And I'm a farmer. I grew up over there. The best people in the world. So I don't want to think farmers to think I'm hit, ripping on them. But it's we've been indoctrinated into a system that doesn't make sense. Okay? Yes. And tilling fields does not make sense. And I'll explain why. Because we have uh, part of our immune system. We have the innate and the adaptive immune system. But we also have the interferon system and the gut microbiome. These gut microbiome and the oral microbiome, these are bacteria that are organisms that live in us. We have about 60 trillion um, bacteria in our body. So think about that. There's only 6 trillion human cells, but there's 60 trillion bacterial cells. 300 and, I think it's 320 or 360 trillion virus cells. So we're actually more viruses and bacteria than humans. <laughs> yeah. So we have these bacteria cells in our gut. Very important for digestion, very important for mental health, very important for protecting us, right? Well, 
in the soil has them too. And those soil microbiome, a lot of them are the same ones that are in our gut. In fact, our, our probiotic formula is soil-based microorganisms. It's the same ones in the soil and the same ones they find in the gut. When you till the soil, you are killing the soil microbiome. The soil microbiome, the, the bacteria in the soil is, a is, is part of the transportation system to get nutrients in through the root system of a plant. This is why we have such bad magnesium deficiencies. I have been trying to crack the code on magnesium for 11 years, and I finally met a gal, Kristen Bowen. Uh, she's episode 56 of my show, and now I did. We do it with foot soaks, these little foot soaks. I do it a couple times oh a week. Oh, my God, yes. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I absolutely have to agree. And if you're not doing foot soaks with Epsom salt and magnesium in there, you need to do it, people. It will change your evenings. It will change your week. It'll change oh, your man, sleep. It'll change deal. everything. I yeah. had one guy, I had one guy that was in his sixties and he called me out of the group and he's like, in our group coaching. And he's like, Hey Tim, he's like, you know, I wouldn't tell you this, but on the group, but, um, he goes, I haven't had morning wood in like 20 years. And he goes, I'm waking up every morning now with morning wood since I started those magnesium soaks. So it's wow. a mass. It's yeah, it's a master, um, nutrient and we need it. And it's, you know, even if it's in the soil, it can't get through into the, the root very good because of the soil. So permaculture is where it's at. Mm -hmm. That's where we really organic, veganic farming mm -hmm. permaculture. It's because we want the, the soil microbiome in there. That's where it's at. And then you don't, when you're tilling the soil, you know, you have to worry about, you know, it gets dry and windstorms and you can blow the soil off. And I've seen farms where one farm's growing organic and the next farm's got not and their soil is almost non-existent. This soil is like 12 inches taller. I mean, it's like we want your, your soil should always be growing and yes. getting bigger and thicker. Yes. And it's not not having to replace it and stuff like that. So I guess the long story short is to answer your question is like where your food is grown is critical to your health. You can't just leave it up to Whole Foods. You can't. Mm -hmm. You really need to. Um, and if you are, then you need to supplement. No question. But you need to go, I think it's better to go to like local organic farms and co-ops, get to know your farmers, understand their planting practices. If you can find somebody growing in permaculture, by God, support the hell out of them and tell Absolutely. everybody in the, in your community to get down there and let them grow that farm and be, those farmers should be paid a million dollars a year. Yeah. I mean, they're the ones that they're, they're the doctors. Food is medicine and medicine is the food. That's what Hippocrates said. Right. And yet, you know, where's that when you go to the hospital? You know, you get jello with uh, toxic cancer causing dyes in it. It's stupid. For a thousand dollars. Twelve hundred. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, the, they call it the hummus, the um the humus, H U M U S, the humic and fulvic acid that naturally was, you know, in abundance and across uh at least North American soil and you know, it's more of the Western agriculture. Um, I, I, you know, I can't say that because I'm, I'm sure that there's some other massive agriculture monocropping is really where mm -hmm. it is, if, but no till is bouncing back baby and permaculture's, you know, it's slowly, but surely etching its way. It's part of the spiritual awakening. It's part mm -hmm. of the understanding that, um, you know, we don't have to live under the, the tyrannical bullshit and we can provide for ourselves, but it, you know, it's, it's etching away slowly, but surely. And, um, yeah, like, so I'm just wondering, uh, how do you go about choosing your source for your product, knowing all the things that you know about? Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very fortunate, Roman, is that's the Dr. Scott Treadway, our formulator, 
um, has been at this game for 37 years. And the reason Beautiful. why I connected with him is because he believes in what I believe. We believe in only 100% naturally occurring substances that are grown in the proper soils and the proper conditions. So luckily for me, I got to piggyback off of his you know, hunting and searching for 37 years. And he has distributors that are connected with the right farms or direct connections with the farms. And he also goes over to India once a year. And there's farms over there where we get certain things in places um, where we get things. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm lucky to have Dr. Treadway on because we, all of our stuff is grown and there's like over in India, like there's this one Valley, it's completely surrounded by mountains. So it even blocks a lot of the, you know, the wind carrying like, you know, crap. Like if, even if a farm is like spraying pesticides, well, it can't really get over through the wind that easy. Right. So there, I mean, at some level it is, but it's not as bad as everywhere else. Right. Cause it's completely surrounded by mountains. So, you know, um, I have to th really thank Dr. Treadway for that. And, um, you know, it's just really important. We, we go to such extreme levels that all of our raw materials are sun dried and air dried under 110 degrees to make sure that the life force mm -hmm. or that bio photon energy is still intact. We can measure that with curly and photography. And we have two of those units at the lab to measure. Um, and actually when I was looking for a lab, I had called on over 30 labs and I always asked them about curly and photography and they looked at me like a dog hearing a weird noise. They're like, Oh, what is it? What are you talking about? <laughs> what <now?"> is that? <laughs> and then when I, when I, I got, and finally I was frustrated. So I actually was finally, duh. I called the Hippocrates health Institute and I talked to Dr. Brian Clement, who the co-director of the place, he's got his own supplement line. Right. And I was using his supplements and selling them at the time. I said, Brian, um, I'm looking for a formulator. You know, do you have one? He's like, oh, yes. He's like, I've been working with Dr. Scott Treadway for over 20 years. He's like, he'd be happy to talk to you. So he connected me with him. And I'm, one of my first questions was, is like, do you guys have curling photography? He's like, oh, yes, we have a couple of those machines. It's quite interesting. And he started going into all this stuff. And I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> this I, is the I, guy. I, I knew in that moment, I'm like, this is, this is my guy. And, you know, we've become friends and we've become, we've become tighter than that. We're family. We're brothers. Uh, um, he's a mentor of mine. Um, I'm kind of like, he's like a father figure to me. I'm like a son to him. Like, like he's a good person. And what I like about him is like, he's in his seventies and his skin looks like he's, you know, 35 and his mental clarity is ridiculous. And he moves and he does yoga every day and he meditates for an hour, an hour and a half easy. And, you know, and he's just a nice, and everybody that meets him is like, wow, that guy is awesome. Like, He's awesome. They like him better than they like me. He's a he's a cool dude. He's a really good thing cool he's dude. making the stuff, eh? That's right. I'm just yeah. So you know, so we I you know, all the formulas except for, you know, um Green eighty five, I actually had some input on. Uh, but most of them like this guy's a master herbalist in Indian herbology, Western herbology, Chinese herbology. He actually studied in India. His family wanted him to be a medical doctor. He went to Cornell wow. University to get his MD. And after a little while, he's like, this isn't what I want. He left, went to naturopathic school, started going through that. He's like, not good enough. I mean, he knew this at an early age. He's very intuitive. So he packs his bags. He goes to India and he starts studying under these masters of 10,000 years of lineage of apprenticeship been handing down. And he just sucked it all up, learned it all. And then, um, wow. and then eventually went to Chinese herbology and Western herbology. So he's the only herbology he's not a master in is the um, is the Australian herbology because the, the natives there, the aboriginals over there, they keep a tight lip on all that stuff because they don't want the pharmaceutical companies to start raping their land of their, their resources because they have some amazing shit over there because that land's like a million years older and everything else, something like that. Wow. Or, 
your your products are called uh, Chemical Free Body, yeah? Yeah, the company's Chemical Free Body, and then the products are just, you know, they have different how, names, but yeah. How many uh, other supplements out there are also Chemical Free, or how many supplements out there are actually uh, using chemicals in their supplements? Well, it's a shocker. So as a health coach, you know, remember I said I started looking at looking for whole food supplements. Yeah. I had to really look hard because I there was a there's a book out there called um, uh, is it called Killer Supplements? I'll look it up where where we're talking. I think it's called Killer Supplements or something like that. Uh-huh. It's like let me look it up. It's uh anyways it's on my my time do- channel. It's by Doctor Brian uh, Clement uh, su- Supplements book let me just look it up here real quick i, I want to get this right it's like uh, supplements exposed that's what it's called all right so supplements exposed and if you read that book supplements exposed you're going to learn that 92 percent of all the supplements on the market today are made by um are, are synthetic 85 mm. percent are made by pharmaceutical companies God. oh really so most people don't know this like so the pharmaceutical companies are smart they'll get you on both ends right so mm-hmm. they like to sell single molecules whether it's a drug or a supplement. So, um, and they'll sell it to you. So, you know, the pharmaceutical companies are actually the organizations that opened the first health food stores. What? Think about that. And then to sell their synthetic, they want to sell no it because way. there's massive profits in these things. Like, yeah. it's Sorry. like, I'll give you an example. It takes, it's 80 times the cost for me to make my product from nature than it is to make it synthetic in a lab 80 times more. So they're making, you're like, well, Tim, you know, your, your stuff's $67 for that or whatever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, what's your point? Like this green powder should be retailing uh, for about 117 to 127 a jar for what we pay on the raw materials. I just don't do it because my main income has been coaching, but we have these supplements, right? So the point is, is that 85% of the supplements in the market are owned by pharmaceutical companies or they make them. 92% in total are synthetic. The 8% that are left are whole food or food-based. But you have to be careful because there's these ones that are mixed. They'll have a little bit of synthetic and a little bit of natural, right? And even if you find the ones that are all natural, they have a really natural 100%, you know, whatever you want to call it, organic. I call it naturally occurring in nature formula. You have to check the other ingredients, because the other ingredients are also ingredients that yes. you're ingesting. Yes. And if you look, I don't know, the people listening won't be able to see this, but if you guys can see that, it says in red on ours, it says no magnesium stearate, no silicon dioxide, no mm. dicalcium phosphate. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's coming into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why would I put that on big red letters in all my products? Because magnesium stearate, so, uh, uh, Dicalcium phosphate and silicon dioxide are toxins. Silicon dioxide, as an example, is a level three toxin on the EPA's toxin list, yet it's in most supplements. Do you want to put that in your body? Like, no. think about it. I'm like, if you had a, 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 a batch of brownies and your, and your wife made them for you or your, or your husband or whatever, and you go to pick those brownies, if you're going to take a bite, and they're like, oh, hold on a second. Well, what's wrong? Well, I just want to let you know it's the same recipe I always make, except they're a little different. Well, what's different? Well... I put a little cat poop in there. <laughs> Not much. You won't even notice it. You can't even taste it. It's like a, just a scant amount. It's really tiny. Don't even worry about it. Taste good. I just want to let you know. You going to eat that freaking brownie? Most people are going to be, hell no, no, I ain't eating that shit because it's literally <laughs> what it is, right? So, But if, if that mouse, or excuse me, if that cat was out 
in nature, and there wasn't no sprays and pesticides on it. It was eating a, eating mice and crapping mice into the brownies. I'd be okay with that. But I'm not okay with uh, freaking silicon dioxide, a level three toxin in my supplements. Like, can I, and I can't that, tell you how this? many sup- I can't tell you how many supplement reviews I've done for people, and they pull out their supplements, and we go through them line by line, supplement by supplement, and we go through, and there's there's always garbage in their stuff. Now, here's how you can tell if you have a whole food or a food based oh, or a synthetic. Perfect. Look at your multivitamin as an example, or your vitamin C. Easiest way. If it, it should say vitamin C in parentheses behind it, arceola cherry, or from the camu camu berry, or from the amla berry, my favorite, because the amla berries are picked right. If it says ascorbic acid, then guess what? You're consuming a synthetic made in a lab, mm-hmm. ascorbic acid. And a lot of people, oh, it's exactly the same. It's no different. Well, once again, we've looked at curly and photography naturally occurring vitamin C and ascorbic acid. Yep. And you can tell the difference. And you, we put this in front of six-year-olds, eight-year-olds, and we say, which one do you like? And every time they're like, boop, and they pick the one that's naturally occurring, just looking at it. Which one do you like best? And like, boop, always pick the naturally occurring one. Just It's just instinct. Kids know it. Yeah. Right? But they'll tell you, oh, it's the same. It's not the same. It is not the same. It doesn't come with the bioflavonoids and the cofactors. And it's like- yeah. It's like we literally, nature is like a symphony orchestra as far as all the nutrients and phytonutrients you were talking about. And these come into our body and our body knows what to do with them. When you take ascorbic acid in its isolated state, it's like like having like one instrument play. Mm-hmm. Or actually the way it was taught to me is like it's like having somebody that doesn't know how to play guitar, give them an electric guitar and a loud amp and then just give them Ooh. it and say make a lot of noise. And that's oh. how it comes into the body and the body now has to deal with it. Actually lowers your immune system in some cases. Wow. Most so cases. That, cause you know, I'm, I'm reading this book now. That's honestly one of the favorite books I've ever read. Um, it's called the, um, <laughs> literally escaping me as I, as I was thinking of it, but uh, it's the, really, the, really awesome. The source field investigations. And, oh, yeah. um, and in it, they were talking about the Baxter effect and, um, that was an incredible, incredible study. The Baxter effect, uh, he basically was a hypnotherapist that convinced the CIA operative to give him classified paperwork under hypnosis that he put him under. And as the CIA operative gave him the, uh, the document, uh, he had no awareness of that whatsoever. So the CIA hired him and said, you're coming with us, bud. And they gave him a lie detector. Uh, and what he did is is he did these experiments with the lie detector test that no one else had ever done. It was absolutely revolutionary. And one of the things he did is um, he hooked it up to his plants. And then he was really shocked to find out that the plants weren't keeping a mainstain, uh, uh, a maintained stasis on on the reader. It was actually moving, right? It was alive, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, we know that the plants are alive and they have a life force. Well, back in the you know the '30s, they they really didn't have that kind of correlation. You know, they weren't really you know vibing like that, unfortunately, um, where they were in that part of the world, at least. And so he was going to start running some tests and to see how he could fluctuate the lines of the plants on the lie detector test. And one of the, and when he was doing all these things, he tried dipping the leaf in boiling water and all these things, nothing happened. And when he just decided he was just, you know, in his head, he's like, what can I do just to, 
I'm just going to take a match and burn this plant's leaf. And as he had that thought, that intention of actual, like, fuck this plant, like I want to make it go, the plant starts going whoop, 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 whoop through his intention and his and his electrical process within his yeah. energy field. And then, so then that opened up an entire plethora of new studies to be found and then new understanding of the correlation between um, our magnetic field, the Earth's magnetic field, and the cohesion of nature completely together in one. And so why I bring it up is because when you say, you know, like, hey, absorbic acid, it may be this vitamin C, and people will say, what's, well, what's the difference? It's just vitamin C. I need that, right? Well, it's like, no, because it's, it's literally being made in the intention of a laboratory, being stripped away from its natural source, so far away from what could be considered um, the good intention natural good substance for your body um that that is there's, not and there's that's no keeping, life in it there's no life in it and the intention behind it is not um come with spiritual abundance or goodness and um and you know and that's something that we need to really really pay attention towards and as we are working together to do so good people like you with this product i mean that's why I'm, we're asking you like what's in it how are you doing it and it sounds like you're doing all these really beautiful things and i and i can't appreciate it anymore well, a couple things like when I was growing sprouts, because and I want to talk about sprouts because they're really important um, because you can grow them in your house 365 days a year and there's some of the best medicine on the planet, period. Mm. Um, so they taught us about sprouts and Hippocrates. So when you go to Hippocrates, it's not just, you know, healthy organic food, it's living food, like pretty much almost everything besides the vegetables there. They have a garden. They're picking the vegetables in their, their 50 acre place. They have a three acre garden and they, they're growing a lot of their own stuff. I mean, they'd have some brought in, but they have a warehouse or a greenhouse there and they're growing sunflower sprouts, pea sprouts, buckwheat lettuce, um, lentils, aduki, um, mung beans, fenugreek, red clover sprouts, broccoli sprouts, radish sprouts. I mean, you name it, alfalfa. They had just a huge buffet of sprouts and you're eating living food. So their, their motto is it's not the food in your life, it's the life in your food. Yeah. If you think about this, every Beautiful. single creature on this planet, except for maybe buzzards and, you know, a couple like dung beetles, like they eat a hundred percent raw living food diet. Think about yeah, that. Not processed. Everything is picked yeah. as it's like right off the root, right off the tree. So there's a vibrational frequency there. When is fruit the ripest? Right when it's falling off. That's when it's enzyme activity. It's, it's, it's like the highest vibrational frequency, the most biophoton activity, right? So living foods, when they go into your body, and this is really interesting, it's, it's electric. It's yes. really electric, right? So, because mm-hmm. we have electric bodies. I mean, you go to Western medicine, they hook you up mm-hmm. to an EKG, right? Beep, beep, yeah. beep. That's an electrical impulse. Like, so your body's electric. Okay. There's no arguing this. All the diagnostics. Shock you back to life too. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) So, well, where does electric come from? Well, photons come from the sun. They're captured on the leaf of a plant, photosynthesis, and those are converted into um, uh, electrons, right? So when you're Mm -hmm. eating the living food, you're actually taking in electrons. You're the battery and you're charging your batteries with electrons, literally. Mm -hmm. So they've measured this. There's Dr. Fitzpop out of Germany. He actually coined the phrase biophotons, right? So what what will you take is somebody that eats a junk food diet and you test them, they're going to emit about a thousand biophotons. Okay. Somebody that eats a hundred percent cooked 
organic diet. So all organic, best soil, best everything, but they cook it. They're going to emit 23,000 biophotons energy level. A newborn baby is 43,000 biophotons. Somebody that eats 100% living foods, 83,000 biophotons. Oh, double a baby. 83,000. How many <laughs> people are eating 100% living food? Very few. I'm not eating. I mean, I could, but I can tell you I'm probably around, you know, I'm usually around 70%, sometimes 80% on that. And wow. that's one of the reasons why I'm not aging like everybody else anymore. And I've like taken years. I'm 48. I'm almost 50. Like people think I'm like, like what? And I, I talk about my kids and you know, my kid's 21. I'm like, wait a minute, how old are you? I'm like 48. And like, well, get out of here. They don't even believe me. And other people at the Institute that have been working there 10, 20 years, I couldn't believe their ages either when I got there. I'm like, nobody, what's going on here? These people aren't aging like everybody else. What is it? Remember, I was like, we found the fountain of youth. Well, the fountain of youth is the sun and it's captured on the leaf of a plant. So the closer your foods are to the sun, be it mm -hmm. sprouts, they're living, the more energy you're going to have, the more vitality, the more you're, you're going to sleep. Everything's going to work better. So biophoton is not, it's, it's very important to understand this. And, and then how do you do it? You just freaking eat sprouts. And who hasn't put sprouts <laughs> on a hoagie before they blast oh, yeah. them? It says E. coli and salmonella. E. coli and salmonella yeah. is from manure that they're spreading on the freaking fields from these poor animal husbandry things. You know, they have cows living in six, eight inches of shit and piss. It's disgusting. That's yeah. where E. coli and salmonella comes. And they take that and they spread it out there. So sunlight's a disinfectant. It kills it. But if your sprouts are grown in, in, in soil that doesn't have animal manure, then there won't be the mold. And then, then you can grow sprouts and, you know, I've never had a problem with it. I've been eating sprouts like crazy for years. My point was we were growing sprouts for probably 40 to 50 cancer patients a week in the Portland metro area. That's, wow. And the reason why is because I tell them this stuff and people are like, I want sprouts, but I'm tired. I've been blasted with chemo. We were getting people at their, at the end. They're like, okay, we've tried everything. Okay, we'll eat healthy. You know, it's like, why wouldn't you do this first? Right. Because nobody knows and nobody has Nobody can talk about it intelligently. Nobody's been trained on this stuff. You have to go to a Hippocrates type health institute to learn these things. I didn't yeah. know any of this stuff, but I came back and I implemented it. And all I can say is that everything they told me pretty much happened as, as they told me it would with my body and my friend and everything. And here I am 11 years later and I can't stop talking about sprouts. They are one of the best medicines you can do. And I think everybody should start with lentils and mung beans. So can, you can grow them on your countertop with no soil oh. and, um, I have an episode in my podcast, the, the Health Hero Show, on sprouting. And it says, you know, how you can increase your nutrition up to 800% with sprouts. I, uh, I, I heard about sprouts from, well, I knew about sprouts ever. I mean, because sprouts were the rave in the 80s and 90s, late 80s, early 90s, you know, like coming in onto all the sandwich shops and then the E. coli um, situation happened. So they took all fabric, uh, all whole things fabricated. Like there exactly. probably, there probably exactly. was some, but the reality is, is that four times as many people get E. coli and salmonella from eggs every year. Yeah. We didn't and, stop wow. eggs. We didn't but stop eggs. The first, the first time I heard about it was from, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick on the Rogan show. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, first of all, I had a big crush on around uh, Patrick. <laughs> and so I was like, anything you say, baby, I'll do it. And so I started sprouting at home and man, started sprouting it, wood. I started sprouting <laughs> microchips, baby. No, uh, micro. No, you want to say that's, that's your macro greens. My macro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hey, but it was amazing. And, um, I, I loved the broccoli sprouts because they're kind of neutral in flavor. 
um, and have a lot of benefit. But the sunflower sprouts, the lentil sprouts, I, I just love them all. And you can even saute the lentil sprouts a little bit and they take on some really good flavor and they hold their texture as well. But you do kill them. Just so you guys you know, when you when Absolutely. you when you yeah. when you cook something, you're killing ninety five to one hundred percent of the biophoton energy, and then consuming more of the carbs rather than the actual uh, other nutritive sides of yeah. it, which is which is valid. But you know, it's like when you, what I would do is I would like take some, cook some, and some, you know, yeah. some situation, and then throw some raw ones on top, and then just smart. You know, what I'm saying just like the whole the whole shabazel. I, can, I, I already can. I know some people listening are like, I could never do that. Blah blah. blah. You look. You don't have to like eat 100 sprouts. Okay. If you do, you'll be pumping out 83,000 biophoton energy. And I love sprouts. You know, just by your way, you guys can look this guy up, Doctor Gabriel Cousins. He is a 100 percent living fooder, and the dude's in his 80s. He can do 30 pull ups. I mean, he did over 300 push ups when he was 77. Um, he did a rain dance in his 70s at the locals in Arizona because he had this. Tree of Life Institute. He's over in Jerusalem now, but in Arizona, he got to meet the local um, Native American Indians, and they were talking about stuff. And they did this two. Is it? They used to do a, like a rain dance. I think it was the rain dance. But it was two days of nonstop dancing, no sleeping, like forty-eight hours nonstop dancing to bring the rains, right mm-hmm, for the gods mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. And he said he was trying to tell him. He's like, stop eating buffalo meat and eat sprouts, and you guys will stop having all your health issues. Oh, you crazy white buffalo! You know I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, okay, um, I'll tell you what. He goes, I'll do your rain dance, and then you guys listen to me. And they're like, all the elders are like, nobody's done the rain dance in like 40 years. Nobody, nobody can do it. Like, uh, we can't do this anymore. So this guy in his 70s does the two day rain dance. And afterwards, they, the elders look at each other like, okay, maybe we should eat sprouts. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what, what do you say? It's like, what Whoa, do you say to that? What do you say to a heavy. living, breathing example of it? And there's multiple people out there. There's people out there that are over 100 years old that are running marathons. There's people you know, in their 80s doing triathlete, wow. triathlon. So it, the, the examples are out there. I saw a guy that was like 22 years old, 20 years old, and they had a picture of him with his legs crossed upside down in a handstand doing this yoga move. And then a picture of him when he was 60 doing the same damn thing. And he looked pretty much the same. He didn't change much. Um, I had a gal in Hawaii when we when we went on our uh, honeymoon years back. And I was like reading this Sports Illustrated thing. And there's this big 350-pound NFL line, lineman. And he's doing yoga with a bunch of ladies. And I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? And it's like, wow, the NFL football players, um, their careers are being ended not because their muscles – but because their ligaments and tendons are getting ripped apart and then they can't, they're done. Right. So what does yoga do? Stretches the ligaments and tendons, makes them more resilient. Right. So I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, and cause you imagine an NFL football player, if they get one more year, that could be millions of dollars to them. Absolutely. So I get my ass in the yoga studio too. So me and my wife, we booked a, a class with this lady at her home, private deal, yoga, you know, and um, just to check it out, I thought, why not? And this lady comes out and she's like drop dead gorgeous. I'm like, like, and I, at the time I was like 30, I was in my, I think I was in my mid thirties. And this gal, I mean, I w- if I wasn't married, I would have married this one, like sh- drop dead gorgeous. Right. And she teaches this wonderful class. And then afterwards I said, hope you don't mind, but I was, I was just wondering how old you are. And she's like, oh, I, I just turned 60. And I was like, what? 
And then all of a sudden, I felt kind of, I felt kind of weird. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of turned off. Oh. You know, because usually think sixty, like, like she's almost in a nurse. She's started sprouting. Foot. She's got like one leg in a nursing home, right? And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, you're sixty? And she's like, yeah. And I mean, she's like a fox, and her body's amazing, and her skin was amazing. And I was like, what's your secret? She says, I've been eating raw living foods for twenty years, and I've been doing yoga for about the same. Jeez, wow. And I'm like, magic wow. formula. Absolutely. Raw living foods and that and I forgot about and I forgot about that raw living food thing. And I just and I, and I but I got the yoga thing and it was years later that I went to Hippocrates that it came back and I'm like, oh and I remembered her and how she looked and now I'm meeting these people and how they looked and they were eating more living foods and and then the the seal the seal I mean what sealed the deal was I was pretty much sealed up, but then I, I, I listened to this YouTube video of this Shaolin monk, you know, those guys that spin around and yeah. get everybody up. And, um, this master comes out and he's like, he said, the masters that practice the karate version of, uh, you know, are what we teach, um, lose their power in their sixties and seventies, but the masters that practice the karate and the yoga never lose their power. So they got these guys that are like a hundred years old that, you know, you could take a 275 pound football stud and they'll kick their ass. Like they'll use their own weight and movement against them and beat the shit out. And they're a hundred years old. And so what I, then I saw pictures, they zoomed in the, the little kids, they're teaching them. They're like pulling on their foot and they're stretching. They spend a lot of time stretching their ligaments and tendons and keeping them pliable and keeping young. Right. It's very important. So that stretching and the yoga component is is critical. Once you're over like th- 35, you need to be stretching seven days a week, period. That's why I became a yin yoga instructor. It's a very gentle way to slowly start lengthening the fascia, the ligaments, and the tendons in your body. I, I, I started all about that fascia. Yeah, I am. Well, I started yoga changed my life. Absolutely. You know, our listeners know I talk about it from time to time, but, you know, I've been on this kick, you know, for a while too, because naturally I, I think, you know, we're, we, in ayahuasca and uh, uh, teachings and shamanic teachings and stuff like that, we, we, we get told that our soul gets to choose our physical form and and our life and who we, you know, we get to choose who we go down to before. And I think the reason I was put into this body is because I, um, I, I have easily can have consumption issues and can become very sticky and very stagnant very easily. So I have to do a lot of work to make sure that I'm, I'm flowing and going. And, you know, yoga came into my life synchronistically and it, it changed my life. And now, now I, I, <laughs> I will find myself almost raging if I don't do a class like every three to four days. Or just a flow, you know, because I get out of my meditative scene, yeah, get out of awesome, my body. Dude. It's, it's amazing. Awesome. I practice at Moto in town over by Next Adventure and Greenleaf. I don't know if you've been down there. It's on Grand Avenue in Portland. Do they make you wear a mask? Mm, <laughs> I fucking hate it. I got, I can't. <laughs> I, I also work there. I do energy exchange. I don't care. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. I don't care if I say it on here, but I, I, I do an energy exchange program there and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, they do make you wear a mask and it's, it's a thing. I don't, <laughs> it's a healing space. I don't understand it. People are, are well, they're stuck. Just, they're not the educated. They're not educated. You know, there it, was a, there's a mask study done five year long mask study before COVID even hit the scene. 
that shows emphatically as clear as gravity, like literally, that when you put on a mask, you disrupt your oral microbiome. We have about 700 bacteria in the mouth. Three of them are bad. One of them is gingivitis. And when you put on a mask, you disrupt airflow, you raise the temperature of the mouth, you lower the pH, which means you raise acid, right? So we have the acid alkaline scale. Zero mm-hmm. is acid. 14 is completely alkaline. Zero or seven. Seven in the middle is neutral, right? So you're very, very acid. You raise the acid. And then guess what? Those three bad bacteria proliferate and grow. And that's why the dentists are seeing a 50% increase in rotting teeth, cracking teeth, mm-hmm. and gum disease, right? And it's even and worse. And the sugar on the toothpaste. If you if people listening to if if you want to take care of your health, the gateway to your health is your mouth and those oral microbiome. If you have bad periodontal issues, you are going to end up this this is leads to pancreatic cancer, yeah. cardiovascular disease, pretty much everything. The mouth is very critical, and the bones. Your your if you wonder how your bones are doing, check your teeth. If your che- teeth are having issues, you probably have other bone issues going on, right? So putting mercury into the teeth probably not a good idea. Second toxic, most toxic substance on the planet, you know, getting things like root canals. Do you guys know much about that? Like root canals? You guys have a root canal? No. I I know that when they do root canals, most often rather than not, they'll cause massive bacterial growth in those canals every Every time, time. causing cancer, causing death, causing just a fluid malpractice bullshit. You know. So here's how it goes. You go into your dentist, they come out and they go, I got some good news and bad news. Uh, what is it? Well, oh God. you know, the, the bad news is, is that, you know, this is going on your tooth. Well, what's the good news? Well, we can do a root canal and save the tooth. What do you want to do? Do you want us to pull it or do you want us to save it? Pretty much everybody's going to be like, okay, doc, save it, right? And um, yeah, this makes sense. Well, it's a very easy for them to do. It's very profitable for them. And what you've just done is you've created a systemic infection or internal infection permanently. In your teeth, your back teeth are bigger and you have about eight to nine miles of these things called dental tubules. They're like little caves that run for miles, eight to nine miles. The big teeth, about two to three miles in your front teeth. If And when you put um, a root canal in there, you basically have an infection in there. It's capped and now the bacteria can stack about six wide in one of these dental tubules. Remember, it's a microscopic level. Eventually, they fill up and then it starts pouring into your body. So it's like having a sliver in your thumb. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's the same thing with like breast implants. You get a breast implant, your body is, or or mercury fillings or a root canal, your body is like, not the mercury fillings, but the root canal, your body is doing, has a systemic infection. What I meant was, was cavitation. Cavitation is another dental issue that nobody really talking about. This is where you get like a, uh, like your wisdom teeth pulled or a tooth pulled and they leave a little fragment in there of a ligament or a tendon and it gets sealed up and it creates a systemic infection. And I actually, I've experienced this with clients, guys. Like we do everything. We go from the top of their head to their toes. We check everything, the diet, the saunas, they're doing everything, living foods. And it's like, there's still something going on. This one gal, she taught me years ago. She had all four, she had four cavitations from all of her wisdom teeth. She got a major operation, major operation, major operation. And then the last one, as soon as that one was done, she started to heal. Her white pasty face, thinning hair, her hair started coming back thicker, her flush, her cheeks came back. She started putting on weight again, but she had to get rid of all four of those infections. 25% of people Mm -hmm. that have um, their um, wisdom teeth pulled have this cavitation and they don't even know about it. So if you're having a serious health issue, it could be a cavitation issue or it could be a root canal. 
And people are like, oh, my, wow. hey, I got a root canal right here. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. Guess what? Every single client that I've had, even if the tooth doesn't bother them, they pull it full of infection. Absolutely. Every single time. Absolutely. Every single time. And I've seen some nasty Crazy. ones. They always send pictures to me. Tim, you were right. They took it out. It's look at it. It's terrible. I was like, wow, yeah, it's just it's, it's gross. We so I, it I, out of there. I got a couple questions for you. We we're talking about pH and alkaline and water. Uh, you know, I, I I tell everybody all the time it's very important to drink uh, alkaline water also because even a lot of the waters that are in the stores that they're selling you the bottled water that you think is so good for you is only like a three or a four. A lot of it is not very good. Some of them are like sevens and nine and a half. Well, if, if how, how much, what's, what is the importance of having good alkaline water drink to drink and differentiating the shit between the not shit? Maybe. Yeah. Just by well, I think if, if we, if we, if we just get rid of all the cities and the cars and everything, we go back out into nature, we'd be drinking out of creeks and streams and that, that would be just slightly acid water because everything we'd be eating would be alkaline. Okay. Does that make sense? But we, we live in a highly acid food chain now. Uh huh. So yeah, you eat cocoa puffs and ding dongs and you drink alcohol. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, and you have dairy products and meat. That's acid noodles mm-hmm. and shit like that, right? So these are high and sugars and candies. This is all high acid stuff. So, yeah, today we actually need the alkaline deal to kind of balance out our acidic lifestyle. So I drink 9.5 alkaline water. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really important. I also think it's really important to understand that if you're drinking, never drink like my glass here. You see, this is glass. If you're drinking out of plastic, you're poisoning yourself. It's like, well, it's BPA free. Well, BPA is, they have BPA, BBB, BBC, BBD, BBE, BB. They have like 37 of them. Okay. (laughs) And it's, you know, okay. You won your lawsuit, Aaron Brockovich, BPA, okay. BPA free. We'll do that. But they've already got 37 other ones out there in the plastics. And these things, these xenotoxins are just as harmful as the BPA or worse. So if you think you're buying BPA free, it's a WWF wrestling. Okay. It's, a, it's, 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 it's like, you know, the, the dude on, um, oh, Toto and uh, Wizard of Oz. Okay. Pull behind the screen. It's trash. It's garbage. It's not real. Okay. So never drink out of plastic because the, the plastic is off-guessing these estrogen mimickers that are disrupting your hormones, mm. giving you man boobs, this guy's prostate cancer, leading to breast cancers, women, uh, ovarian cysts, uterine cysts, all these problems, throwing off your thyroid, yeah, you know, just throwing off your hormones. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a good thing. So drink out of glass. But um, it's really bad because you're right. A lot of those waters are acid. But the ones that they make alkaline, they're putting baking soda in it to make it alkaline. Mm-hmm. If you if you just start drinking lots of that, that's going to screw up your gut. So you don't want to do that. So you want real alkalized water, right? So that's very critical. And water is very important. So the water today needs to be purified. And it also needs to be, if on city tap water, restructured. Because the high-pressure pipes coagulate the water molecules, make them big. And you can drink a lot of water, but it just kind of goes through you. You don't really mm-hmm. absorb that much mm-hmm. of it. It doesn't. It's too big. Like your intestinal tract is like a chain link fence and we're trying to throw bowling balls through it. That's city tap water. It's not going to go through there very well. You restructure it. It turns into sand. You throw sand through it. It goes right in there. Now it can get into the bloodstream. Now it can get in the lymphatic system and do its job, right? Get it to the brain. And then, and then you can detox better and you, you can lose weight and all the things you want to do and have more energy. A lot of people just drink water. Their energy will come back. They don't realize this. Yeah. 
So <laughs> that's hilarious. Anyway, there's, uh, you know, I could digress on this stuff for days, but let's just give you a quick little rundown on it. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think do, about what, uh, like reverse osmosis systems or the Britas? Do, are are they doing anything? Well, there's three types of purification that I'm aware of: reverse osmosis, deionization, and distillation. Um, okay. Any one of those is going to pull out about 90 percent of the contaminants. That's why you got to run them through three times, right? Uh-huh. So you pull out 90%, you got 10% left. Then you run that through, you pull out 90% of the 10%, you got 1% left. Then you run the water through again, you got 0.1. That's 99.9% purified water. That would be the ultimate. Um, but a lot of people can't afford a you know $1,400 to $2,000 purification system. If you can't afford that, then you know best thing to do is get gallon glass jars and go to your local grocery store and, and buy it for $25 to $0.44 cents a gallon and pack the water. That's probably the best way to do it. Um, if you have the finances, you, there's, you could always graduate your way up. Maybe you buy a three, $400 pure, two, three, $400 purification system, right? At uh-huh. least purify your water single That's been yeah. do it at home, save you a pack in the water or you get the upper unit. And what I do is I have two units. I've got the triple purifier and then I run it through, uh, this, uh, Kongan unit that restructures it, makes oh, it really the tiny, Kongen. then it alkalizes it and then it charges it with molecular hydrogen. So I actually oh, get high shit. on water every day. So oh, you drink, man. you drink, well, you can't do it. Most people can't so do it good. in the beginning, but you drink three quarts of this. Once you work your way up. I mean, once you drink one quart in the beginning, you're like, Whoa, you drink too much. You'll cause such a detox. You'll, you'll be in bed. My this water so, has a Kong. This water awesome. is so powerful. Like, so, but I drink three the first time cause I eat raw living foods and she's one of the experiment on me. His name's Danusha. I bought the unit from her. And, um, uh, I was high on water for six hours and wow. I, I called her up. I'm like, I have to have one of these units. She's I said, how much are they? She's like, Oh, they're like $4,800. I'm like, what? Like 4,800. It's like, well, and I didn't have a lot of money at the time, guys. This was in 2018. I was struggling trying to get this business off and going. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Just had a passion. And, um, I said, I have to have it. Anything that makes me feel that good. I have to have it. And I have to tell people about it. So I got the unit and, um, you know, if people are interested in getting their water right, um, I used to give them her email, but good luck spelling Danusha. So people were emailing us all the time. Hey, can you give me Danusha's email? So I built a landing site for it called mypurifiedwater.com and you can book a free consult with Danusha and get your water right at mypurifiedwater.com. So there you go. Oh, dude, thank you for that, Tim. That's fucking awesome. So say hi to Danusha for me. (laughs) <laughs> i i so, highly recommend people doing that it's it's mega important my my partner has a kangle or can Kong, yeah kongan you kongan kongan whatever and it's it's i mean yeah you, you taste it you feel it you love it you do it it's it's absolutely amazing the the other question i had for you uh tim was um what what is your typical daily diet like we, we talk a lot we were talking about eating live foods and dead foods and what to put in your body. Uh, we also have to have sustenance besides just, you know, supplementing. Well, uh, I don't what, even like telling people types? about it because like, it's like so far off of where they're at, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I under- yeah. Understand that my life was like pizza, cake, ice cream, candy, um, deer steak, elk steak, hamburgers, ribeyes, noodles, baked potatoes, bacon <laughs> bits, bacon, eggs, hash browns, you know, standard American diet. And I, and I, and I, and I made it good. You know, I was just, I, I cooked all my stuff and my friends actually, uh, Tiffany, who I was just on the phone with earlier today, she bought me for my birthday, a little branding iron, TJ said my initials, TJ. 
and I'd stick it in the barbecue while I was cooking. And I'd like, I put TJ in the steaks and I'd serve it to my friends. Like, you know, I was like, I was really into cooking. And now, um, you know, I, we, if you come over to my house, I have trays and trays and trays of sunflower sprouts growing, pea sprouts, buckwheat lettuce, <laughs> um, wheatgrass for juicing, um, and other things. I've got lentils, mung beans, fenugreek, all these things sprouting all the time. So I have big salads. I eat avocados, red peppers, you know, and from time to time, like when chanterelle mushrooms come in, I maybe I'll have a chanterelle mushroom omelet, um, you know, but I, I would say I'm probably 98% vegan, um, <laughs> you know, nowadays it's just, I used to be a hundred percent for like, I mean, for five and a half years, I didn't touch a stitch of meat and it was really weird because I was still hunting and fishing with my friends for like three years because I was like, oh, you guys keep it. I'm just not eating it. And then, and then finally, like, what am I doing? And like, I don't want to kill these animals anymore. And like, I I actually started – it was weird because I, didn't, I, I I shot this buck and as soon as I pulled the trigger, I'm like, I knew I wasn't ever going to shoot anything again. And I had a really hard time gutting out that deer and I was crying and, you know, and just – I didn't – I don't kill things anymore. So shit changed. You know what I mean? I just – like just really wasn't, um, I figured, well, I'll, I'll, I'll kill them and then I'll make dog. So I was making dog food. Right. So, um, cause I didn't want my, my, my lab to eat this crap. So I'd make hamburger out of all the parts, give my friends all the good, good parts. And then, and then sprout quinoa and mix it in and make my own hamburgers for the dogs. But, um, that was like a really weird thing that happened where I used to, you know, where I, I went from wanting to shoot everything to, I felt really bad for that deer. Right. You know? So anyway, um, that was, that was a, that was a big, uh, aha moment for me, but, what um, did, I, what did you it? say you made your burgers out of? Well, for the, for the, I, for dog, my dog, I, I, I took all the scrap meat and ground it up in the hamburger oh. grinder. And then I mixed it with quinoa and then I fed it to my dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was making my own dog food, basically raw dog food. Cause that's, if you want your pets to be healthy, just feed them raw food. Raw, I was going to say raw meat, uh, the, the, the pet food industry, I started a, a small dog food company for a little bit here in Portland a couple of years ago. And it was really small, but I was just delivering it to whoever would come to the dog park and I would get, yeah. you know, addresses and come drop it off at their house. Because once I found out the corruption within the dog food industry, oh, it's bad, man. I was, I was crying, man. Like I was fucking really upset. I'm super attached to my dog and, um, it's, it's absolutely pitiful. The, the, just the social engineering that's gone into everything that we know in this simulation, but the animals that can't speak our, you know, language and tell us that they're really like, they just, they have so much unconditional love and they can't tell us that they're, they're suffering from the, the shitty dry cereal they're eating all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, the good news is, is that, you know, through education and awareness, we can, you know, we can change ourselves one person at a time, get healthy, you know, start getting active, um, you know, plug into organizations like, you know, my t-shirt, the Truth, Freedom and Health uh, movement. It's a working class movement to, um, you know, get our freedoms back and, and get our health back. And, and it's working. It's working quite well. Yeah, I want to become a part of that. Can you tell? Can you tell us more about that, please? Yeah, I just go to truthfreedomhealth.com and 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 join and 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 start plugging in and get educated. Um, Dr. Shiva Ayadure is leading the charge. He's oh, one of the wow. smartest people I've ever met. Um, yeah, he's. Great. I'm uh, 
the Oregon Washington leader. Um, and you know, eventually somebody's going to pop up in Washington and they'll take over that. And so we just keep, you know, decentralizing and we keep training people and, um, we have the nuclear, we have the nuclear physics to take down the establishment. We know it because Dr. Shiva is a system scientist and the establishment is using system science against us, against us. So what we're really good at doing is we're really good at educating people that we need to go beyond left and right. We need to go beyond black and white. We can't be mask versus anti-mask or jab versus anti-jab. That's the dialectic that the establishment wants us to pit against each other. And we get in these conversations. This is the surface problems with surface solutions. We don't want to, we don't really need to talk. I, I don't, cause you know, a year ago I would have gotten in a debate with people and like, if you're wearing a mask, you're an idiot. Or if you're getting jabbed, you're dumb. Well, that's not the case. Okay. The reality is, is they're, they're wearing masks and they're getting jabbed because they believe in health. They believe in public health. They're just scared shitless. And they're believing in Fauci and the FDA and the, and the, uh, and the uh, CDC and the world health organization. And they believe in these entities that they're there to serve them. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day and he's like, you know, well, the FDA, I, I know people in the FDA, I'm in the medical community and like, you know, it's like, they're good people. And I'm like, yeah, it's the people at the top that are corrupt, man. I'm like, it's not all the working class people. Like they're trying to do good stuff, but he's like, well, the medicine's pretty good and blah, 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 because I think it's really the food, really the food that's bad. And I'm like, well, guess who's regulating that shit? It's fucking FDA. So you can't say the FDA is like the golden child over here and the medicine's great. Yet over here, the food's what's really killing us, but the FDA is regulating that too. <laughs> Right. So which is it? You know, if they're corrupt, they're corrupt by nature yeah. of association. Yeah. And look at our results. I mean, we're at 25 percent unemployment. Human beings, especially Americans, we're the sickest we've ever been as human beings on the face of the earth. Never at any other time. And look at our system. The, the people in office have delivered us to a D minus in infrastructure, poor health, unsanitary streets, unsafe streets, a collapsing economy, lower wages. And we're sick. So guess what? This has already happened before, Americans and, and people worldwide. We, we, it, this is a worldwide movement. It's not just about America. Um, it was the women's labor movement. You guys know about this? Yes, yes. Oh, I'm, I saw your speech at Manifest. Right. So it's the women's labor movement. So women back in the late – so first off, what happened in the 13 colonies broke away from the British 1776 independence, right? But those blue bloods never left. And they've been plotting ever since to get the power, profit, and control back and get rid of the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. And around the turn of the century, they had been working with and got into political office, and they were working with big corporations. And those big corporations were like slave shops. Okay, It's just like Vietnam and China today. It's the way it is. I mean, look at Amazon. What's going on with that? It's kind of coming back, right? So we had long work days. They had unsafe, unsanitary working conditions. People could die at work. Like you go to work and die. Like it's, it's dangerous. Children in the workplace, urine and feces in the streets, dead cows and dead horses in the water. This was life in the late 1800s. Women got pissed and said, look, I'm." W w they organized boots on the ground. They had no cell phones, no social media, no nothing. And they built movements that got the eight-hour workday, that got the clean streets, that got the sanitation worker and the plumbers involved, that cleaned up the urine and the feces. And got clean water, got the dead horses and cows out of the water, got safe working environments, got better pay. And from 1900 until 1970, over 200 million Americans striked because of the that labor movement that was driven by pissed off women. And guess what? 
Our infrastructure got better because we got we got the sanitation workers, the plumbers, we got clean water, we got bridges and roads and all these things. And infrastructure is directly linked to public health. And that's what the people that are wearing masks and getting jabbed want. And the people that aren't wearing masks and aren't getting jabbed want. We all want public health. If you're really serious and you're on you're listening to this and you want to have good health for yourself and your family and the public, it's infrastructure. We have to all unite on infrastructure. That's where we need to unite. That is the real problem. And the real solution to that is a working <laughs> class movement. It's not the politicians. They're not going to do it. They're never going to do it. So what happened was, is we striked and striked and striked and wages improved. One person could go work. The other person could stay home and raise the kids with morals and values, safe, safe streets. Um, health was improving. Everything was getting better, right? We are at a D minus in infrastructure now again. How'd that happen? Some places it's worth like Massachusetts where Harvard and, and MIT is. And it's like they're at F minus minus. But on average in the United States, it's a D minus in infrastructure. And look, our health's in the shitter too. And now the urine and the feces is returning to the streets along with needles and used masks and mm. nasty stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. So we have all these issues. Well, what happened was is in the 1970s, the Republicans came in and they said, hey, look, you working class movement, you're communism. And that pissed off a lot of people, my parents included. And my parents are hardcore Democrats because of that. The Democrats came in and said, we are for the working people. We're going to help you. We're going to create labor unions. And they did. And they put the labor unions and they capped the true working class movement that was driven by those women. Women, you know, Trump's slogan, make America great again. It was women that made America great in the first place. It really was. And then, those, those, a, those, those, and then before that, the people that broke away from the British. People spilled a lot of blood to get away from this freaking tyranny and the bullshit from the elites. And then the women did it again. And now here we are again. We got urine and feces in the streets and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, there's only one solution. It's a working class movement. We got to strike again because from... Again, 1970, or excuse me, from 1900 to 1970, 200 million people striked. And from 1970, after the cap of the labor movement, where the Republicans and Democrats worked together, only 2 million people have striked. 2 million. And our income's down, health down, infrastructure down, safety mm. in streets down. So it's it's really clear. We unite, and we, and we have to quit fighting. Like if you're mad at somebody because they're not wearing a mask or because they're wearing a mask – you're missing the point. You're very adolescent yeah. in your in your in your approach. Yeah. If you're, if you're pissed off because somebody got a vaccine, or you're mad because they won't get a vaccine, you are very adolescent in your approach. You need to go back to school. You need to get very politically astute. You need to educate yourself because the real issue is not masks or vaccines. It's public health. Yeah. And what's the below that infrastructure? What's below the infrastructure? A movement. It's working class movement. We don't need fucking celebrities. We don't need politicians. We don't need any of these. We don't need fancy YouTubers. We don't need any of these people. We need working class people to get educated and go door to door, neighbor to neighbor, and build the movement again. That's it. This movement will be built offline. I've been going around talking to neighbors. I talk to people. And guess what? Everybody's very receptive. When I find yeah. somebody that's pissed off because I don't wear a mask, I meet them at the real problem. I meet them at public health. I said, you wear a mask. And they're like, yeah, I do. I'm, I've got my little vaccine thing around my thing on Facebook. I'm vaccinated. I think everybody should do it. I said, you know what? You believe in health, don't you? And they're like, yes, I do. And I said, you believe in public health. Absolutely. 
See, it's that easy. They fucking believe in health and so do you. So guess what? Meet them in the middle. I believe in that too. And hey, guess what? Do you know what the most important factor there is in, for public health? What is it? It's infrastructure. Educate them because you've been educated. Bring them into the movement so they can get educated. Then they can read the, the you know five years, 62 page report on masks and how they harm our health. Then they yeah. can get educated that, you know, just giving yourself a jab and trying to build, um, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, looking at it like one size fits all medicine. Uh, well, the first thing I ask people is like, what are the ingredients? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'm not going to put a, a freaking brownie or a supplement in my mouth unless I know what the ingredients are. Sure as hell, I'm not going to let somebody stab me with something if I don't know what the ingredients are. Not going to do it. Nanoparticle hydrogel and fucking silver yeah, just dioxide. Weird, weird, just weird stuff, right? Weird, crazy stuff. So, but you know, if 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 they're gonna um, if they're gonna give us a, a, a jab and they're gonna try to create like um, you know one mechanism to happen in the body, and they're missing out on everything else in the immune system, the gut microbiome, the interferon system, the innate, the adaptive. And they're just trying to—they're just trying to get one thing to happen on a cellular level. That's like having again having a symphony orchestra at your fingertips, your whole immune system, and saying, oh, "I'm just going to have the clarinet one one guy in the clarinet section play." Mm-hmm. We we want we want to develop antibodies, so we're going to give this jab, and we're going to make sure that everybody has antibodies. Well, antibodies are okay; that's part of the immune system. But again, it's like an entire symphony orchestra, and you're playing one clarinet player. That's giving a jab and getting these antibodies. That's it. It's like it's and when people get educated on this stuff and they look at like real science based on the scientific method, not checkbook science. Because remember, people, that people used to get stoned for saying that the earth was round because all the fancy smart scientists said the world was flat at one time. Think about that. Right. Well, I don't care what these people say because virus particles are a certain size and they fly through a cloth mask like a mosquito through a chain link fence. And we know that masks raise the air t- air temperature and, the, and create acidity and disrupt oral microbiome and are, it, it screws up your kid's future health. There's We have a five-year study on it that's as clear as gravity. So, But I think the key with the movement is, is that we have to learn to meet people where they're at. We have to stop this division because that is why we are where we're at. And that's why we have urine and feces in the streets because we've been divided on purpose. It's They've been using system science against us and we have to learn system science and use it against them. Yeah, the, the over-compartmentalization uh, to like kind of make everything confusing and the social engineering that's mm-hmm. gone into everything to create the division. It's It seems, well, it doesn't seem, it has been going on for for such a long time and um you know from every like and people like a lot of my friends you know because we're in the truth seeking realm they're just like how well it, it can't be controlled that much because it there's just too much how could they you know do everything from uh you know controlling the human psyche to controlling the human health and and all these f assets and i'm like well, they're they're very well designed. They understand how everything works, and they have the power to make things work. That's how social engineering is. I'm sorry about it. They have they have standard operating procedures. They have this all. It's all written down by system scientists. Okay, that's how they do it. Exactly. We we literally have their manuals for how their how our government is censoring, is laundering censorship through big tech. So a lot of people are like, oh, big tech censoring. Mm-hmm. Big tech's not. It's it's gov tech. 
That's what it is. Mm. Government is using big tech to censor, to launder censorship. And like, oh, nope. it's them, it's them, it's not us. <laughs> we have their freaking manuals written at Harvard at the Beltford mm-hmm. Institute. I have the manuals. I have them. They're public. They don't even hide the stuff anymore. They don't. We they don't. have their manuals. And we yeah. have them submitted as evidence in a federal court case to win back our First Amendment because we've lost our First Amendment. We've lost it. And, it's been gone. And the um, we also have another lawsuit for election fraud. Right. So election fraud isn't like, you know, mail in ballots and, you know, dead people voting. And, you know, th- yeah, there's some of that stuff going on. But the, the, the true crime scene on elections is the weighted race feature inside of the system where they can change the numbers of votes remotely. That's the true crime scene. And that's where our lawsuit is attacking. You're not going to hear it on mainstream media, either one of those lawsuits, because one of them, yeah. mainstream media is actually implicated in it. You think they're going to tell you yeah. about it? Mm mm. No, they're no, not. So no. we just have to wake up. And this is just like common sense. And we, like I said, we don't need celebrities. We need people with common sense. We need people that work for a living, that use their hands and create value in the marketplace. Right. That's what we need. The plumber, the electrician, the the person that's you know fixing the dent in the bumper, the person digging a ditch, the person putting in your the water lines, the person, the landscapers. The, the one that can't be replaced by robots. Yeah. Truck drivers. They're trying to do it. You know. Yeah. But here's the deal. Yeah. As soon as people understand that we have the power, because the working class movement is is the way I look at it. We are like a big male elephant, and but we've got our 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 our, our leg has got a rope around it, and there's a metal stake in the ground. That metal stake has been driven into our psyche since we were little kids, and just like a little elephant, they 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 drive that metal stake into the ground. They tie the little elephant to it. And he yanks and he yanks and he pulls and he pulls and he yanks and he yanks and he pulls and he pulls. And finally he gives up and he realizes like, I can't move that stake. I'm stuck. But he's a little baby. And then he grows up to be a big bull elephant, but they still have that thing wrapped around his leg and a little stake in the ground. At any time, if that elephant wanted to, he could just walk out, rip the stake out of the ground, rip a hole through the, the tent, knock the fence down, knock cars, literally knock cars completely out of the way and take off and nobody can stop him. Fuck yes. But he doesn't know that because he believes and because his mind is more powerful, he doesn't think he can do anything. So he stays there and he's a slave. And that's where we're at today. They have this invisible rope around our necks and or around our leg. And we think we can't do anything when we have all the power. Think about it. We have nurses, I have nurses calling me right now and they're like, look, I have mandates right now and they're going to force a vaccine on me or they're going to, they're going to lose my job, which is illegal, by the way. What do I do? I was like, we need to, you need to get educated. You need to come into the movement. You need to get educated. We need to get your friends in, all the people. If you have a hospital with a thousand workers, we will help you and we will organize. We'll give you, help you write a paper, a little draft. You can walk in and you can say, here, look, we have a hundred of us or 200 of us out of the thousand. And if you don't meet our demands in the next 24, 48 hours um, through our attorney, then we're walking off the job. Enjoy that. <laughs> Think yeah. what happened. You 10 to 20% of your employees leave. The business is over. The business done. fails. You're done. So we have all the power, but people are scared. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to organize. They never striked before, but we know the recipe for success. You strike. If they shut us down, we shut them down. That's mm-hmm. how we do it. We organize and we understand that we're the bull in the China closet and we're going to wreck your China closet if you don't freaking give us our demands. We want better pay. We want clean works and we want choice. You want to go get vaccinated? Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Now, I know there's shedding and all this other stuff, but whatever. 
people should have choice to do what they want. And that's all we want. We want, we want people to be able to have choice and we want to educate people. And if we educate people, I guarantee you, they're going to choose the healthier side. And you know, um, Roman, we had, uh, uh, Dr. Paul, uh, was it Thomas? Yes. Dr. Paul Thomas. I had him on my podcast and you know, this is a guy that has 10,000 children, a large pediatric clinic. They actually do informed consent. They, they tell them these are the ingredients in the shots. This is what the side effects are. They actually inform the crap out of the parents and like 70% of his patients wouldn't get the shots for their kids because of informed consent. 30% still were like CDC, FDA, Fauci, let's do it. They want to follow the guidelines. And they did it. Well, you know, he did that. He had that independent study where he actually measured the health of the 70% of his kids versus that were unvaccinated versus the 30%. The 30% kids were sick, autoimmune disorders, all these health issues. The kids were unvaccinated or super healthy. That's a real life study. So what that tells us is that if we actually, if people get education, like he educated his, the parents of those children of those 7,000 kids, roughly, they make the right choice, right? But like, you know, anything, there's going to be some people that are, you know, they just need education, the bottom line. That's where, that's what it boils down to. So, you know what I, you know what I want, Tim? Truth, Uh, (laughs) freedom, and health, baby. That's That's it. And I'm good. (laughs) Uh, we're, we're getting down to the, to the wire here. I have, oh man, so many questions that we didn't even get. Well, you guys into. have to have me back on cause I got to yeah. balance. I'm nine, I'm nine minutes late to something. Oh, oh you shit. are. Okay. Well, terribly sorry, sir. Shit. Man. Oh, don't worry about it. All right. We'll, we'll definitely have you back on again because this is fascinating. And I, I love talking about this stuff and, and this is the first time we've got to have like a, a really good health conversation. Awesome. Uh, on, on the podcast, you know, normally we're talking about ancient history and other things. And uh, this is one of the aspects that we wanted to cover a lot about. And Roman kind of covers a little bit about this uh, in the intros to all our shows. And we talk about health a little bit as we go along. Uh, just just to give put that in people's head and let them know that there's other ways besides the ones that you're being shown. And, you know, it's, it's up to you to try to go and do that for yourself. So it's really awesome to, uh, have you on and, uh, just hear everything you have to say. It's, it's beautiful, man. I love everything that you've said so far. Very, well, very articulate and, and great wave. You have, you have an amazing, uh, just presentation style of like, you just, you get it. Like you're just fucking cha, just on it, dude. And it's, it's fucking, it's great. Yeah, man. Well, the whole, the whole idea for what I do is I just, I know like my health was in the toilet and I learned some stuff and I was able to dig myself out of that hole. Like, but I did it. I became my own doctor right Mm -hmm. now. I got people involved. I have doctors and stuff around me if I need them and stuff like that. And I have nurse practitioners that I trust and the Reiki masters and I've got massage therapists and I've got a really good and Rolf rolfing experts and acupuncturists. I, I have colon hydrotherapists. I've got, I've got my health team assembled and I use them when needed, but I'm the general contractor, right? Mm-hmm. that's it. So I, I, I'm very picky and I, I only work with people that I really resonate with that get it and they're healthy themselves. That's one of my litmus tests. If you, when you build your health team, you want to make sure that those people are healthy themselves. You don't want to get, you know, if you're going, if you have eye problems, you don't want to have your ophthalmologist be a blind person. Okay. Probably not mm-hmm. a good idea or mm-hmm. go to a diet, diet dietitian and she, he or she's overweight. Probably not the best person to give you advice <laughs> on, on what you should be eating or what your diet should yeah. be. Right. So I don't go to a Mexican food place unless there's a Mexican in there cooking the food. 
yeah. Well, that might be racist, Dan. It might be racist. Well, if it's a white person, <laughs> I will not trust him to make my Mexican food. I will walk out. So if I'm racist against white people, that's fine. There you go. I'm, well, I appreciate you guys having me on. And, um, you know, what I, I, I'll leave you guys with this is like, you know, put yourself first. You know, a lot of times with the health thing, you know, we, we wait till a wheel falls off. Well, I'm telling you statistically, if you're standard American diet and all the stress that comes with our life, a wheel will fall off at some point in time and, mm-hmm. and it could be avoided. So why not get ahead of the curve? Like don't wait until you're falling apart like me and you're bleeding all over the place and, you know, overweight and all these problems. Like, you know, luckily for me, I stayed away from the, the pharmaceutical stuff. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. And uh, cause I was pressured a lot, a lot by my docs and, um, you have to put yourself first because even if you have kids, like I see all these people do this all the time where they, they, they do everything for the kids. They do everything for the husband or the wife. And at the end of the day, they're just, they have nothing left. They don't take care of themselves. And then the wheel falls off. Then they can't take care of themselves or anybody else. Now, mm-hmm. nope. No, or the, who's going to take care of your kids now? Right. So I always, uh, you know, it's kind of a weird way to put it, but years ago, if somebody would have said, Hey Tim, what's more important, you or your kids? I'd be like, my children are more important, of course. And that's pretty much the knee jerk response from everybody. Right now, if somebody asked me that, I was like, who's more important, you or your kids? Like me, I'm more important. No question. And I own that because I want my children to put themselves first. Right. How do I do that? I do it by example. Like mama bear shows the baby bear where the grubs are in the rotten log and the fish are over here and the, in this creek and the, in the fall, the salmon come up and over here is the huckleberry yeah. bush and, yeah. and you monkey see monkey do. Right. So if I'm putting myself first and I'm freaking strong and I'm healthy and I'm working on myself and I'm learning and growing, then that's the best chance for my kids to do the same thing. Cause I want them to put themselves first. I don't want them to, cause if I'm a mess and I'm overweight and I have all these issues and I'm on pills and I'm putting everybody else first, and I'm running myself ragged into the ground, taking care of everybody else. My kids are watching that. Right. Do you remember when your children, uh, for those of you listening or you guys that have kids, um, blurted out a cuss word that you had said and it had your tone and the little flare and everything perfectly. Well, how did they do that? They mimic us, right? They're watching everything they do. It's like people, what's it, children and people, uh, what is it? It's not what you say, it's what you do, right? Yeah. What you, what, what you do speaks so loudly, I can't even hear what you say. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it, yeah. Right? So it's about our action. So the big takeaway here for everybody listening is put yourself first. You are number one. And you're doing this for yourself and if you really love your kids – you have to put yourself first. You have to set that example for mm-hmm. them. And if people have health issues they, or stuff going on, you want to lose some weight, you want to get your energy back, we knock it out of the park over here, gut issues, all that kind of stuff. We're happy to help. We do free coaching sessions yeah. to start. And we actually put a discount code together for you guys. So if, if anybody here Excellent. wants to get started on our detox and nutrition products, just go to the website, chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Go to the products tab, scroll down to savings bundles. That's where you, I'll give you... I'll, Here's a little insight. You can get a double discount. So you get a discount on the savings bundle and you can start off with like a little jump start bundle, kick, you know, stick your toes in the water, or you can do the total energy and detox bundle, which is what I do on a monthly basis. And I also take our turmeric 100 product. That's what I do. Or pick a bundle in the middle that meets your needs or your budget. And then at checkout, put in the code RFTA5, the number five. So RFTA number five, 
and get a 5% discount. That way you get a double discount. And we have a double your money back guarantee on all of our products. So if something for whatever reason doesn't work, call us, we'll refund your money and you'll be put on the phone with me, myself or another coach and we will find a solution for you if one of our products didn't work for you. Because the, the reality is, is that our products are part of our toolkit to help people, including ourselves, have, you know, abundant health and to get well and to stay well. So if, if, you know, you need more stuff and we do, we recommend a lot of other stuff. Like, you know, I recommended the foot baths episode 56. That's not my product, but everybody needs it. Like episode 61, the infrared saunas. I think everybody should be doing those little saunas. Those are things are badass. So anyway, it's, these are all tools in the toolkit. As long as we keep stacking these tools in, in our toolkit up, eventually our immune system is going to win. The body will heal itself. And, um, and then, you know, we just want to wake up and feel good. That's, that's the end oh goal God. for, for, for our clients. Yeah. Quick question for you, Tim. Are you, uh, uh, do you have any, cause I'm in Portland, you're in Portland ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a way I can pick up, uh, in, in town anywhere? Uh, Locally, I, I usually don't do that because we drop ship everything, but depends on what you want. I have a stock of stuff here at the house and, you know, like my assistants and people. And I have a bunch of friends that still want to buy from me. I, I'm trying to wean everybody off. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. But yeah. dude, yeah, I'd love to hook up. But you want to stop by and grab some stuff. I mean, I know I got greens. I got turmeric. I got gut detox. And I think I might have to order some other stuff. But I know I got cases of those sitting here. Oh, nice. Um, that's cool. I'll, I'll definitely uh, message you offline about that. I was just curious. I didn't know if maybe you were doing any in-store uh, product as, or anything like that. No, either. we're all direct to consumer right off the website, direct from our fulfillment center. Beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, let, that's, I mean, you you capped it, right? So we we got the chemicalfreebody.com. Um Right, there was two more awesome links too. It was like the Shiva for or was it Truth no, for so, Truth yeah, Freedom Health? Yeah, so our website, chemicalfreebody.com, that's the health piece. The movement, the working class movement is truthfreedomhealth.com. You can join there for free, truthfreedomhealth.com, or you can <clears throat> invest a little, become a warrior and get after it quicker. The other link was for the water. It was mypurifiedwater.com. Mm. My purified mm. water. And then again, if you want the saunas, that's episode 61. That's thehealthysauna.com, the healthy sauna. There you go. You got Excellent. all the links. Tim, Killing thank it, you dude. very Killing much it. for joining us. And we would love to have you back. This was a really awesome. great, fascinating conversation. There's probably about 10 more questions I had on my paper that I didn't well, even get around to. I think we'll we get, were going to talk about gut health today and we never even talked about gut health. Well, so, we did a little bit because we talked about, you know, getting that six to 12 pounds of garbage out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. before we leave, because Roman brought it up, we want to throw the gauntlet down to Dan on a 90 oh. day challenge. Oh, dude. Are you oh, down, Dan? Dan, are I'm you down. fucking down? Roman, down you can do, do it. it. You guys can both do this. Okay. okay. Cause I did this with Charlie Robinson over at macro aggression. So you guys can, I'll give I'll give you the link so you can check out what he did. There's a video on him. He's almost 50 and he's like shredded now, right? Excellent, man. So he did yeah. the challenge for 90 days. So you guys call me. So what we'll do, since you want to have me back on, have me back on in 90 days or so, maybe a little bit longer because we got to yeah, ship. That would so be awesome. fun. That's such a good sh- idea. We're going like to ship fun. the product. Here's what we'll do. You guys will get your product ordered, okay? I'll do a little phone consult with both of you, kick you off, and then if you need me, you'll have my cell phone, and then we'll just – 90 days will go by. You'll stay consistent on the products and just doing some basics. 
and then we'll do a recap on your results and you can do the before and after pictures and we can show that and oh, um man. and then we'll just go from there and then we'll see so it's really exciting to me because i know if people follow these simple things yeah that they're going to notice like like massive results yeah challenge accepted absolutely i mean yeah Thank absolutely you. I, I actually i need this damn challenge in my life yeah you do because you, you fucking <laughs> sweet man <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing really good work on the podcast here, Dan, and you know it's, oh, it's really you. important. Do uh, you have kids? Yeah, I do. How old are they? Uh, Ten and fourteen. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, this will be great. They're gonna, you know, lead by example, Papa Bear. Yeah, I, I tell them all the time. <laughs> They're so, uh, the girls even ahead of me. Sometimes she's using this moon toothpaste that's uh, uh, fluoride free and stuff, and I'm like, ah. I'm so proud of you. Oh, awesome. I didn't even have to tell her. That's great. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you guys dialed in. We'll get you guys definitely dialed in. Yeah. All right. Thank you. That's Mr. Tim James, people. So go check him out, please. And uh, we'll stay on contact. And in 90 days, you're going to see a ripped rising from the ashes. How do you like that? <laughs> Hell yeah. Health Hero Podcast for the win. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, Appreciate thanks, it. Guy. Wake up.